you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Honest. Have you been looking for a healthy start? Honest.com is here to help. Honest delivers trusted home and lifestyle products from personal care to cleaning essentials right to your door. Go to Honest.com and save an extra 25% on your first order by entering offer code HONEST25 at checkout. Together, we can make it better with Honest. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Shout out to Beyonce, Nose Carter. One time for Beyonce, King B. Baby, put your arms around me. See, I fixed the problem. This ain't FaceTime or no text. Yo, niggas back in Harlem. I've been waiting to see you. Yo, lips, my lips get on them. Finger on your chin. Look up, don't move. Not like you wanna because I came to make my name change the game baby <laughs> no time to whine grab hips just grind i love what's mine baby <laughs> no i'm not an angel either might make you start crying now we moaning on and on in tears of joy keep climbing only you and only this i'm hot is perfect timing sex until three or four work at nine damn i'm thriving because I'm about to start the shit off and then I'm gonna make that shit rock real hard because look at Destiny. She likes this and that. She likes everything. She'll take it from the back, but we gone back to the start, to the part of my heart. Well, it's the friend zone, so just make that beat fart. <laughs> no. Because I'm no. the shit. That's right. Not that <sighs> ending. <laughs> I just wanted to keep singing. It's hard for me to go from singing to... I don't know how Drake does it. Because if I, I get my little falsetto sing, I don't want to rap. So then I have to make a decision. So I know that better for next week. That's yeah. why you bees in the trap. Be- bees in nope, the trap. Nope, nope. She don't bees nowhere. She ain't back. I'm still mad. Sorry. <laughs> She's in Paris. She ain't got time for that. She's in Paris? Shit. She in Paris. Fashion Paris? 
She ain't got time for no ghetto ass rap beat. R.I.P. Yeah. That's what she wants you to think. She really, you know, I don't know what she's doing. If she's smart, she's going to put the shit on her album and make it like her first single so we buy the album and, like, you know, make it make money. So I'm hoping that that's her train of thought. I'm hoping all of this is strategic. We gave some gold ideas the last time. You know, we hopefully did. down the road the camp is taking notice. You I'm know, like I Safari. I want tweet. my money. I, <laughs> Hello, to your team. Like, you know, please look into Dustin and Asante's. Don't uh, just take what. Just, don't even just take what we've been saying. Make us a part. We will help you. Okay. You know. I mean, I'm not picking no sides. I'm just saying that there, if there's consultation needed, we are available. <laughs> But uh, enough of this and enough of that. Welcome How was your weekend, guys? to the friend zone. I'm not going to talk about my weekend. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> we all came from different cities. Yes, we were all so just that's said. really cute. Where were you at, friend? In Oakland. And what were you doing in Oakland? I had my wellness retreat. And how did that go? Incredible. Of course. Hey, Great. Bay area. Oh, my God. I'm, the Bay. I know this tour is going to make me want to move to a different city <laughs> every month. So just, you know, <laughs> be prepared. That, yeah. <laughs> But I really like Oakland. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. I'm so mad. I didn't There's mean to FaceTime you. There's a yoga studio like, on every block. Everywhere I passed was namaste this, namaste that. Juices, organic. I'm like, oh my God, this is home. Like, mm-hmm. the lake. When I was out there, one of the juice bars actually had a weed delivery service on the side. So, you know, I was like, I could <laughs> do this. I could do this. There were crystal shops on every block. Like, it was too much. Oak and Town. just the vibe is just cool. Everybody's hella friendly. A Did you see Oak Town's 357? No. <laughs> Damn, if I go out there, I want to see them. I love them. <laughs> I hope they get back together next. If they fall in apart, we don't know. But I, I love them. Who Remember? Knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who and who knows? knew? I was going to bring up Oak Town 357. <laughs> homework. Look up Oak Town's 357. Um, Juicy got them going crazy. What about you? You were in New uh, Orleans, uh, Dustin. And we're going to come back to Juicy. I was in New Orleans. We are. I was in New Orleans. New Orleans is one of my favorite places in the world, and I was fortunate enough to go there and take care of some business, get some inspiration. So that was a wonderful getaway. I'm and you glad to be back. So cute in your picture. Thank you, my love. I was just chilling, you know. Right, light work. <laughs> just chilling. Light work. But I love New Orleans. Shout out to everybody there that was so hospitable. Shout out to the Hyatt uh, Centric in the French Quarter for a great stay. Mm. Um, shout out to. Cafe Conti. If you eat in New Orleans, go eat at Cafe Conti. It's never a wait. They have all these stars in the ratings, and the food was so good. So good. So good. So good. I had shrimp and grits that were amazing, sent mm. from heaven. Mm. I had heaven. Now you can wait your whole life. Anyway, then I had um I had a crepe. <laughs> Oh my God, it had like ham and like this brie cheese Ooh. and like scallions, and it was so savory. A savory crepe. <sighs> so, yeah, shout out to New Orleans, and it's just amazing. Shout out to all the DJs that play bounce versions of your favorite old <laughs> yes. ass RB songs. <laughs> I just love that. That's in. one thing about going to a different city to see how the, the music plays in different places. Oh my God. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Oh, and you, sir, you were in Chicago. Yes, yes. Hey, Windy shout out city. to the, the, the Windy City, and I also learned that it's called the Second City, yeah. you know, second to New York. So it was good. Mm. It's a little home away from home, I guess, if you will. I have family out there, so I got to go visit my family, have a little staycation with my mom. I got to go to the top of the damn uh, tower 
and tilt over and no, see the entire stop. I'm kid you not. I <laughs> tilted like, over. Heart just got heavy. The elevator goes twenty miles per hour to get to the top of the building. And God then damn. You, you tilt over and you get to see the whole Chicago stop. skyline. <laughs> it was got a V six. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. Did but you it go was to amazing. the bean? I did. Me and my mom went to the bean. They, uh, shout out. Y'all need to clean the bean. It's dirty. Stop I'm just playing. It. Oh my it was, gosh. The, bean was, gonna... the bean was so cute because you got to see yourself and, you know, perfect yeah, selfies. So cute. The perfect selfies with front face and all that. You know, I did all that. Chicago's and like a clean New York. It is. And <laughs> if you go to Chicago, you have to go to the Art Institute of Chicago. Mm. I kid oh, nice. you not, one of the best museums I've ever been in. Really? Like, mm-hmm. Somebody told me it was rated uh, really high and I was like, oh, okay, it's a museum. Why, yeah. But being there completely floored and if you do a little city go pass you get the free audio tour with it so you can learn about things too if you really care because sometimes okay. i don't like to read the things you travel know. noir travel noir <laughs> oh i didn't use the hashtag you know when you leave the country like going to maui and stuff right. you're supposed to do that <laughs> yeah, so funny well are y'all ready to jump in we are jump out in. inside to side as well <laughs> So on last week's show, we had Damn. we had our one of our deeper discussions where we talked about the paths we've chosen, our crafts, our careers, and just the things that define us now as adults or wherever you are in your life. And we asked the question, where do you create from, from your wound or from your spirit? Are you looking for praise you didn't get as a child or are you genu- or do you genuinely enjoy what you do? And where does it come from? And as always, you guys had tons of things to say. This was actually one of our fastest growing episodes. I was exactly, I always get excited to see that you guys enjoy the deeper layered conversations too. So Asante, who stood out to you? I want to shout this person out, but I'm not going to give your name because there was a different name in the from than there was in the tag. Ooh. So I don't want to mess up what you got going on there. <laughs> nice. Ooh, but, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> but uh Hey, beautiful ones. I want you all to know this episode hit straight to my core. I was literally on the train trying not to cry. I'm not sure if you realize, but you dropped some gems and they hit me back to back to back. Nice. With me just beginning a life cleanse and making some serious lifestyle changes, it really resonated with me and the way I felt my whole life and advised me in the steps I need to take inward to be a better me and be better to myself. Thank you for that. All the wisdom, the laughs, and realness. Yeah, it's always good when you can like take a step out and be like, oh, I got some work to do. Right. So I love it. What about you, friend? What did you find? Ray of Steven on SoundCloud said this episode is so timely. I had a conversation with a friend recently who asked me the simple yet complex question. She simply asked me, who are you? And I instantly started rattling off things associated with my career titles and goals. And she stopped me in mid-sentence and challenged me to think about who I am outside of those things. Yes, it is a part of who I am, but it is not all that I am. I need to know who I am outside of those things so I can truly remain in a space of unconditional happiness. Yes. So I love that. And you know, there's this... um astrologer i don't know if you guys have seen him on twitter he's pretty big he i think he goes by like the sagittarius mind or something Mm -hmm. and you guys know i'd be looking at all the astrology Mm -hmm. twitters and stuff and they were talking about (laughs) dustin's over here laughing already you know you love me so he was talking about the place if you've been looking at astrology twitter you probably know i love you too (laughs) (laughs) you already knew (laughs) I'm weak. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, shit. 
Uh, no, but I was um <laughs> his his at is actually Sagittarian mind. Okay. And he was saying how the placement um of the planets recently, he was like, You're gonna start feeling more and more um this desire to kind of tap into who you are outside of your accomplishments. He was like, like outside of your degrees, outside of the family you've come into, outside of all the achievements that you've kind of allowed to label you. You know, the things that we get hyped about thinking yeah. that they like mean something, the money we're making, the career moves. And he was like, there's going to come a point where just like uh, the young man on SoundCloud said, where the deeper question is, okay, but who are you outside of all those things once you remove them? And do you like who that person is? So I thought it was interesting that we did this episode. (laughs) And then this astrologer is talking about the planet, you know, the placements of the planets and the things that the energy it's sending that it's going to have you kind of questioning i'm like see there is something to this i'm telling you that collective consciousness whether you think it's kooky (laughs) or weird but i'm pretty sure he didn't listen to our show (laughs) because he was breaking down the chart and i was like wow man sometimes you just feel what's going on in the world and i'm glad that we kind of brought that out because a lot of people were like how'd you know this is so timely we felt it it's real out here you guys so of course i'm gonna ask sir dustin what did you find on these twitter streets in these streets say it like cbs on a sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you find negro <laughs> come on so i want to give a shout out to the fader.com who ran a yes. really cool article um, they titled it the Black Barbies of Instagram, but it was a really dope look at like the Claremont twins and Lyra Galore and all these other girls who have I, found this fame on Instagram. Oh, buy yeah? that and issue. It, it talked about Lil you know Yachty's on the cover of that issue. I bought. I bought it because I saw the picture. So you Keisha read the article. I didn't read the article, but I was looking at the pictures. And I bought it yeah, just today. Keisha Kaor. They mentioned all these girls who have had all this success <laughs> on issue. Instagram as Instagram models or selling products. Yeah, and it just was a dope perspective of how. They view their Instagram accounts as their modeling portfolios and how mm. they get work without a traditional agent because they can refer people to their Instagram and they've amassed all these followers and all this notoriety. But these girls are actually being smart with their fame and figuring out ways to just monetize and capitalize everything. I'm all about to come up, so I say go ahead it's and shout out to the fader for it's being it's forward it's enough to publish. Yeah. That. And it was like all in a positive light. All in a positive That's light. Dope. The I got to sh- bring in the magazine. Keisha yes. looks so cute. I, 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 I bought. I literally bought it because Lil Yachty looks so cute in his little shorts on the cover. Stop. <laughs> and then and then and then I almost put it back because that the nerd to be the sex issue. And I was like, all right, look, I don't know about Ooh. that. Isn't yeah. he I mean, like wait, 10? wait. I'm sorry, not Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi Vert. I mean... <laughs> but you know what I meant. <laughs> who knew? You was... <laughs> I want to give a shout out to... I can tell you who knew. Um, Amber. <laughs> a friend of ours. Our friend Amber. Hey, Amber! Her Twitter handle is Amber Myself. I love her. Just like it sounds. I had tweeted earlier in the week that to me... And this is the quote of my tweet. To me, that shit Joe Biden's son and daughter-in-law are doing is nasty. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? No. So Joe Biden, Joe Biden has a, had a son that passed away. His other son is now engaged to his son that passed away's wife, ex-wife, whatever you want to call it. Don't. So it's just nasty to me, whatever. But that's just me, my opinion. I'm not having sex with either one of them, nor wow. is it any of my business at all. So do you or y'all in this case. But it's nasty to me. 
So the son had passed away. His name was Bo. And Amber, Amber myself, going to quote, she had the gall to quote my tweet. And she going to say, Bo haunting their whole ass family. No. <laughs> <She> <laughs> Ever said the other son was haunting you know, the whole <laughs> Please. And that was funny. Please, if you busted out laughing with okay. that, please leave a comment <laughs> with a purple heart. Please. No. A purple heart. I want to give a shout out to this is not I'm not going to give a shout out to I'm not going to give a shout out to the person that tweeted this. But I didn't believe Amber was angry like Amber because Amber is hilarious. She's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Amber's our friend and you're surprised. She's so funny. Okay, I want to give a shout out to somebody else, but I'm not going to read their Twitter handle on the air because they actually blocked uh, a good friend of mine, Drew Shade. I found out when I tried to retweet this, and Drew said he couldn't see the tweet because it was blocked. Yo, that's the worst. So because of that, right, because of that, they're blocked from being seen in these streets. But the content of the tweet is going right on through the gate. And now, the content of the tweet, there was a video, Shirley Ralph was being interviewed on I think it was uh, Hollywood Today or Hollywood Live one of those shows and they were asking her questions about politics whatever she started talking about how Omarosa and her were friends in real life personal friends I found out sidebar that Omarosa is friends with a whole lot of people that I like in Hollywood and Cheryl under Shirley Ralph rather big difference wow. Shirley, Ralph, <laughs> Shirley Ralph made a good she made sense of it when she said when she said that her and Omarosa were friends she was like you know she was like she, we see different views. We have different political views. We, we see different things. We like different stuff. We totally different. But I like her. She likes me. We get along. Sounds like made us. perfect sense. <laughs> so, so, um, but she was saying how Amarosa told she told Amarosa like, girl, I cannot believe you are really doing this. Like, are you really, like, you really gonna put yourself online? You know, this is during the campaign. Yeah. Amarosa told her, I'm going to have an office in the White House. I'm going to be in that White House. I'm going to have a position of power. I'm going to have an office there. I'm going to be on this train. I'm riding this train all the way to the White House. And I have a ticket for you if you want a spot on the train. Shirley Ralph said, she looked at her and she said, I'm going to have to miss that train. <laughs> I'm going to have to miss that train. And the way she said it exaggerated was so funny to me. And that's why I wanted Drew to see it. So I quoted Ooh. Drew and Asante in the tweet. And Drew <laughs> couldn't see it because it was blocked. So that's why I'm not mentioning the person. But that was so funny to me when she was like, I'm going to have to miss that train. <laughs> I'm going to have to miss that train. She ain't want none of that shit on her. So shout out to her. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Carmen. Her Twitter handle is at underscore Mrs. Epps underscore and she said i might be a bad parent for laughing at this but every time we come near the black tiles in the mall little ronald thinks it's a hole and she attached the cutest video of her walking her little son he can't be any more than one or two in the mall and every time they approach the glossy black tiles in the floor after passing like the ivory color one he thinks it's a hole uh-huh. in the ground <laughs> so as they're walking down down the hallway of this mall the little boy is walking, and every time they approach um, one of the black tiles, he stops because he thinks he's going to fall in. Look, friend. Oh. It's oh the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> and so she said that she wanted to. She didn't want to be a bad parent. So shout out to her for being cute. That was funny. <laughs> and that's it. One more thing before I go. Shout out to Donna Brazil, who tweeted that the Trump team has issued at least 20 denials of contacts with Russia. 
just wanted to put that out there. But that's all I found in these streets. In these streets. You putting out alternative facts? Ooh. No, honey, that was a real. That was a real fact. <laughs> that that actually happened. Them niggas lied twenty times at least about talking to the rest. At least. And got busted. And now all of them pointing old arthritic fingers at each other. <laughs> They all pointing them old crippled ass fingers. They I pointed at each other. Stop, not so stupid. Them old Bob Dole hands. They pointing them Bob Dole hands at Bob each other. Dole. That's a thing. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with anybody with a Bob Dole hand. We just talking about these Republicans. That's all. <laughs> Go ahead. These pubs. So, mm-hmm. so because on last week's show we were talking about you know unraveling all these ways that we've defined ourselves. Dustin had the cutest idea of us having a nostalgia episode where we went, we want to go back, all the way back before we even stepped into any of these, like, definitions and all the status Mm -hmm. and even who we are now. And he wanted us to talk about being teenagers. We also have a lot of young listeners, surprisingly. I'm sorry. (laughs) Poor you. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That, you know, are... So are like so young and impressionable and we wanna kinda relate to you guys a little bit too and just have some fun too and just talk about who we were when we were younger, the things when we were younger that, you know, we thought were gonna be easier and turn out to be harder, and the things we thought were gonna be harder that actually turn out to be a lot easier and just how life is oh so different than we thought it was gonna be when we were younger. Plus the fun stuff of who we were, what we liked what we like to wear and just a little picture into these crazies that we are now who we were before. How so, far back? You starting like in middle school? A teenage love. A teenage love. Teenage don't, love. Don't, don't hurt me. Again. I'm so curious what you guys were like in middle school. <laughs> Did you have the Frederick Douglass hair by then? That was then. <laughs> and you know what? Oh, you know what? I'm, this is a great place to start too because I actually went, uh, shout out to the second city. When I was in Chicago, wait, my, hold on before you go. Did you see it's is it it's Carrie? The, Carrie, the, yes, Carrie, 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 Carrie stupid ass. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Carrie! Yay! Yay! That's at I T S K A R Y, and yes. he posted a picture. The same exact picture I was referring to on the show of what I assumed. So you thought my Abby flew by for a second. You was like, did you change? Oh, damn. Of Asante's Frederick <laughs> Douglass length check. It was well, so funny. With that in the bag, <laughs> um, I actually got to see my best friend who I met in middle school in Chicago this weekend. What? Yeah, him and people that I went to high school with live out there. So it was like so cool to sit and reminisce with him. And we were literally just talking about middle school, how I got in trouble because when Aaliyah died... I, pl- I, I, I recorded the, um, you know, it was like her last making the video or something, right? I recorded it. Or it was, the, something went off and the video premiered. I recorded it and for the new show. Oh, it was show, Diary. Yes. On MTV, I remember that. You know, in, this had to be sixth or seventh grade, at the end of our morning newscast, I had the nerve to play the music video. Like, I've been the music <laughs> man for all of my life. So I'm thinking like, you know, a legend. As then, I'm like, a legend died. Like, we got to honor that. And played the video. These adult-ass teachers are watching this like, is this the young lady shaking her behind on this classroom television? Like, like not thinking then about any of that. So it was just so funny to look back as an adult thinking where my head was as opposed to where it should have been because that was inappropriate. But at the time, it was like, like it's Aaliyah, you know. I called. You Right? They're going to put that in my movie when they make it my life story. What were you like in middle school? Fine. I've always been fine. 
I literally am my same old new self. Like, I've always tried to be, like, new and fun anywhere I've gone. Because uh, I moved around a lot in middle school. So for me, I just always had to be, like, optimistic and keeping it moving. And I think I just have always taken that and run with it. Moved like, around a lot, like? Like, um, different communities, different neighborhoods. Oh, got you, got So, you. like... I grew up in different counties, and then when the counties changed in different neighborhoods, so it was always like, all right, got to go make some new friends over here, some new friends over here. And luckily, uh, my best friend in middle school, I met him when I just got to this middle school, went there for a little while, and then we ended up getting into a magnet program and going to the same high school. So I had to go to a different high school, but I had people to take with me. But I was always just, like, super fun, and I always, like, was making a scene and being really extra like, in acting class, I would always push the boundaries and, you know, use profanity in my monologues. When that ain't <laughs> push the like, boundaries. You know you ain't supposed to be cursing in school, but I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I'm going to get away. Like, this was in the text, so I'm going to use it. Like, I've always just been a little bit of an asshole, but ask the first three letters of my name. So it's kind of like, <laughs> you got to live into that. Got to really be that. Only you. What about you, Dustin? What was middle school Dustin like? <laughs> <laughs> oh god um shit i don't know middle school was crazy uh my teeth was big and shit but i had got braces so that worked out <laughs> and then um i don't know i had a big head but i got i kept my hair cut so that worked itself out too um i was i i got good grades i was smart but i was figuring a whole lot of stuff out mm-hmm. and it was a lot of stuff going on i grew up in a religious household so there were a lot of things that i couldn't do and so I was trying to make the best out of the stuff that I could do. And then um, I, like, was attracted to guys, but I didn't want to be. So I went really hard being attracted to girls. Mm. And um, But the one thing I did have was clothes. Mm. I'm going to tell you something, and this is so dumb. But it's just whatever. It's the truth. Clothes used to make me feel so good about myself. <laughs> and I felt like I could lay a guilt trip on my parents because we didn't have holidays and stuff. So True. Mm. I would make them go, you know, I wanted, like, clothes. And because of that, I started finding, like, a little bit of identity and, like, being fresh. And so that, like, gave me a little social prowess. So it kind of made up for the shit that I couldn't do. Right. I was still kind of in because I had, like, the shit. Because you were cute. Well, I wasn't cute at that time, but thank you, bless your heart. (laughs) Inside I was, but, you know. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that was middle school. And I was just really focused on, like, being smart. I wanted to get good grades, but then I was just confused about a lot of stuff. So I just made the best out of what I had. And that was middle school for me. Cute. Mm -hmm. What was Franny like in middle school? So in middle school, I think that's when I was really stepping into my hippiness. I'd gotten my nose pierced hella young. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think I was like 13. No, I wasn't that hippie yet. <laughs> I don't think I had Birkenstocks. I still had like Gore-Tex boots. I was still very New York, very Harlem. But my I had just transitioned from public school to private school. And the private school that I went to was a farm school. They, oh I know, God. isn't that so perfect? It was a school. <laughs> wait, let me tell you. The stars align. It's a school that is a private school that had a that owned a farm upstate, and we would go every quarter, um, for like a week, I think a week or two, and you just would basically swap your classes from being in the city in New York to being at the farm, and the teachers would come with us and teach us. But we also had duties like you had to wake up at six in the morning and get the eggs. From the barn, you know, from the barn. And Lucky that's lit, but it's lit to me now as an adult. Yeah, as but a as kid, a kid. I'd be like, this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you had to go and, like, 
it just basically showed you how to be sustainable. Like, if you guys want eggs, you need to go get the eggs. That's amazing. Though. If you guys want, you know, if you guys want sweaters because it's cold up here, you we had to go into the textiles class and get the yarn that was sheared, like, from the barn and the sheep, you know, and, like, mm. the weaving with the textile machines and making sweaters. It so was, you can make me a sweater? I mean, yeah, I, I that, it's been a I'm long time. <laughs> 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 I'm but, you know, it was just really cool. And I think that's when it, it started opening my eyes. Like, whoa, as, especially as a project kid. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm over here at 6 in the morning going into a barn. You know, that yeah. was just such a totally different life. <laughs> so that started kind of opening my mind up. and But I think I've, you know, being one of th- two, three black kids in a class full of like 25, 30 white kids was different coming from public school where there are no white kids. And that was kind of a shock. So I think identity-wise, I was going through a lot because everyone kept looking at me like I was the the hood girl and, like, making fun of my accent and the way I dress. these farm white people, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> so they really ain't know what the fuck was going on. You know, <laughs> and here I come, yeah. this, like, Project Harlem kid. It was a shock for all of us. And yeah. then I, you know... I'm with my Jordans and my big bamboo (laughs) earrings, my nose pierced, my hair in braids, you know, with the baby hairs. And they're like, wow. (laughs) And smart as hell. Smart as hell, always, because, you know, I busted my ass to get into that school. But it just was that that weird feeling of, like, am I, is being ghetto, like, bad? You know, like, is this a phase? Is this a level down? Should I, like, not? be ghetto like I, you know a lot of identity issues I think that kind of started mm. hitting me and trying not to become a white kid then I, you know your speech changes yeah. when you go into a private school so then my family kept calling me white girl I was like oh my god because <laughs> yeah. I was coming home ta- saying like a lot <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's like, like, like I mean like I, mean, like, I like <laughs> So it was just, cute though. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of identity issues, but I think it worked out fine. I learned how to mesh both worlds because I'm still that little farmer kid, but I kept the Harlem too. Right. But that was more in high school? No, that was middle school. That was middle school? Yeah. See, I don't feel like Because my high school wasn't a farm school. <laughs> well, you know, y'all got the trade schools out here for the high schools. But... Right, no, no. That was, um, it's, it was called Manhattan Country School. That was my middle school. That's cool as Isn't fuck. it cool? Yes. What an experience to have, though. Like I mean, now. I couldn't have asked for a better way to transition into, like, private schools because yep. it was just a different, you know what? There were different kind of white people, yep. if that makes sense. Because yep. the, the farmers, they just had a different mentality. And the the white people that I had seen being from the hood, you the, it's always like um, upper middle class, you know, and, and I never really felt the connection. But with the farmers, it was like, They was oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, like y'all are poor too. Y'all just got access to <laughs> fucking vegetables. <laughs> not, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but then high school, what about high school though? Um, high school was cool for me. I just was sneaky um, <laughs> because I had to be. But I think that's when we all start getting. A yeah, you get sneaky, sneaky by fifteen. You know, you get sneaky, but you also learn really quick. Like I learned really quick that it was some stuff I just didn't want to be a part of. Like when it came to like drugs and stuff like that. Yes, like for me, high school, I was just hit. like, uh, uh-uh, so hell true. no, like no. But then I would lie and say I smoke weed. You know what I'm saying? So, like, whatever. Just young and stupid. But high school was fun. 
I actually made friends that I still have to this very day. Oh, same. Um, and high school was great. And high school was also, like, it was weird for me, though, because I was always right on the edge. It was like I would hang out and I was cool or whatever, but it was certain stuff I couldn't do. And so it was like I was in, but I, socially there was a disconnect somewhat. And it was so weird to transition after that and watch how everybody's life progressed after high school and, like, see who kind of just stayed still and see who, like, went on to do other stuff. And then out of the people that have gone on to do other stuff, see who's not pretentious about it but who's actually cool. Right. So it's just really refreshing to see people doing well that have stayed back home and even now. But back to high school, which is what you originally asked me about. (laughs) High school was fun. Again, clothes were a huge You were still fresh to death. I won best dress for the guys. Yeah, is my that when you had the blonde hair? No. Well, yeah, my well, no. It wasn't blonde. It was like a reddish color cuz my what? parents we went to Mexico and the sun <laughs> bleached my hair. Oh, so shit. it turned like red. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cool cuz I couldn't dye my hair, but when I got back from Mexico and then they could do about it cuz that sun came from who? GOD. <laughs> the sun came from GOD. <laughs> So they couldn't do nothing about my hair changing color. So that was cool for me. So funny. But yeah, high school was fun. What about you? Oh, and I was smart too. I got good grades in high it. school. I like being, that was always, look here now. Okay. I was going to know what them words mean, what them numbers added up to now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> One thing about it. You know? Wait, what about dating in high school? <laughs> we, can't, we can't gloss over dating. I had like girlfriends and stuff. I remember girls I liked and stuff. You know, it was just it was just weird. Very weird time. <laughs> right, we were all trying to figure Very out. weird time. Very weird time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you guys allowed to date in middle school? I couldn't even date in high. I couldn't date. Technically, you couldn't. Now, hell, they mad at you? me for dating now. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you know how moms just always know. I think I just always knew. Like I, I don't know if I've been here before, but for me, dating was not even really a thought in middle or high school. Really, really. Now I, I ended up dating, but it just really was just for me. I was just like, I, I'm not supposed to be worried about this right now. Like I was worried about everything, but which is why even to this day, out I can be on a date with someone and they have to be like, this is a date. Because even then, <laughs> it was just like, like I'm not worried about none of that. I'm not worried about that. But it, it's just always, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Like we, what we <laughs> no, did no. was like it would be a group. It would be like group activities. Oh, and then you, and then you the know, yeah, you like, like you, you know, you start liking other, a little girl or whatever, and she the like bus. you. Yeah, that kind of shit. That's well, how you even, dated. Well, even you know? when we were. So true, but so innocent. Yeah, but even when we would like go to the movies and stuff like that, because we would always go like a bunch of us, and then somebody would be like, all right, I got that one, I got that one. I was just always like, mm, okay, whatever. Like, just like this ain't my on my list right now. But <laughs> it's because I knew just somewhere that this ain't what I'm gonna be doing. But in high school, you know, just I knew I was gay in middle school. Like I just knew. I remember all the weird looks looking around in the locker room and just being like, all right, I got to cut PE short today because I have a boner in my little shorts. Like, this is really? weird. Yeah. Uh. Like, yes. So in high school, to see openly gay people, it was, like, crazy to me. And I was like, yes. Like, mm. we get to do shit. Right. And, and I'm talking, like, I went to a, a hood high school. It was, like, mostly hood. But there was, like, that small percentage of white folks that were part of the magnet program. Mm. And then, you know, there were talented black people that got in the magnet program, too. So those people were always thrown off. But, like, the gay people in high school were, like, you know, just out there doing it. And they were fighting and all that shit. And I was like, you know, I I could live here. Like, if, if this is what I wanted to, I could do it. But it just never became a thing for me still. So I was always thrown into, um, I talk about acting so much. And I I resented it when I left because... 
the last year of high school, I ended up out of the acting program. And so to this day, I don't know why that's my, my disconnect from going back to acting, I guess. But doing the acting magnet program was one of those things I was like, you know, I could really do this. Like, to be funny as hell on a regular ass basis, but then going there and kill a monologue being serious as hell. Mm-hmm. And not even to just do it. That's like so you. Not even to, like, be cocky about it, but to, like, literally sit on stage, take that moment, and then change the game and watch people be like, whoa. Like, I remember doing that shit in high school and then just be like, hmm, cool. Like, I, I need another line. I need another role. I need this. But I just was so caught up in trying to identify myself as what type of actor I wanted to be because there were people that wanted to be TV actors and stage actors, and I knew I wanted to do, like, musical theater, but I was like, I can't really sing, so I don't really want to do that. But I would get caught up in that in my everyday in school because we would be in the cafeteria listening to the jams and dancing. Like when Chris Brown's <laughs> Yo came out and shout out to Jade. I was just singing Yo on the platform on the train with her today. Uh, and shout out to my best friend Anton. We were in the cafeteria playing the fuck out of Yo, Chris Brown, and doing the choreography. The then, fact that Chris Brown was out when you were in high school makes I me mean, feel so old. I mean, I am just ancient. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. I you say yo, I'm like, that was already 30. Yep, I, I think I was. <laughs> no, he was not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was about to say, I was like, I, was, I know. <laughs> I, I know I did the whole thing. I, I remember $2.50 lunch and having to give them three different forms because they thought we were lying about being poor and needed the 40 cent lunch. Like, high school was a time. High school. It was a time. What was your style like? How'd you dress? Oh, really bad. Like, <laughs> you could just give me a slouchy jean and an oversized polo. Like, it was nothing. Like, you know who I looked like <laughs> from Atlanta? Uh, what was the, the, the lead? The next to Don- Yeah. I um, dressed just like that. Uh, Paperboy. Paperboy. <laughs> I kid you not. I look, I look, Paperboy is who I looked like in high school. I kid you not. That's what, I think that's why I see these people and I just be like, yes. Because that, when we were in high school, they did not talk about actors being able to, like, look like that. They were like, yeah, you get typecast for roles, so, you know, you have to look a certain way and do certain things. And I got to be real careful because some people from school still listen to this <laughs> and they be feeling some type of ways, but it don't matter. They oh, know well, Chanel. Look, they know I'm telling <laughs> the truth, too. Show. They know I'm telling the truth about a lot of these things, and I'm giving, like, the cool, the all right version. <laughs> In mm. high school, I, I um, started dressing more like a tomboy for real Mm -hmm. like the i think in middle school i was still very like girly with the tight jeans and the little (laughs) poom poom shorts and Mm -hmm. the jordans very new york but then i don't know what happened um you know, you saw girls doing makeup and stuff you was like ooh, right i'm like oh that's a little hard Um, (laughs) no but i i just start (laughs) (laughs) girls looking like i I, I I didn't have the range (laughs) 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 no i was just like um yeah, I don't know. I just sort of lost interest in the girly aspect of my personality once I got to high school. Because I remember my freshman year, you know how you used to be so excited for the first day of school. You'd have your outfit picked out. Yes. Like, it was a big deal, yes, that first was. day of school outfit. And I remember specifically that I had on these huge baggy jeans <laughs> that were like low rise and the little boxer part that came up yes. outside. Come on. With like Jordans and like this sort of um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Crop. The crop top hoodie with the hood over my head. It was, it was cute. Was yeah. That was the shit though. It was cute, friend. It was I mean yeah. it was that fresh, was a... but it was like I started transitioning. Like you could tell that I was still figuring stuff out. And that's when I was just like, oh, I like this. And you know what's funny? I dressed very like huge oversized clothes, very Aaliyah up until 11th grade. And the only reason I started wearing tight jeans 
is because I had slept over one of my friend's houses. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, I don't remember why. Like, I was like, oh, let me borrow one of your older sister's jeans. Because I always was, like, thicker than my friend. So I had to borrow her <laughs> sister's jeans. <laughs> and I, wear, I wore the jeans to school. And the way that the boys reacted... You was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Yo, I'll never Jack forget Hunt. that. Okay. <laughs> I walked into the cafeteria and it was that like, you know, the, when the um, nerdy girl dresses Because of the makeover? <laughs> in those movies. Yes, and the doors open. Ooh. And it's that slow The whole cafeteria looks at you. blowing your hair. Yeah. And I Somebody dropped their milk like... <laughs> <laughs> and it was that scene where all the boys' cafeteria were like, what? They was coming up to you. Fuck. Hey, friend. Yeah. Because hey. I had just they, always they like, been the hey, homie. Hey, <laughs> friend. Stop. I'm going to kick you. Because <laughs> I had always been the homie. You know, like I was cute and cool, but just always the homie. So the dudes just did not really look at me like that. And then here I come with all this ass. And they're hey. like, hold up. What? Never wore baggy jeans again. <laughs> <laughs> that weekend, Didn't I was like, back. let's shop. <laughs> uh, okay, wait. Do you remember more of your first day of school outfit? Of, 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 freshman, of freshman year? Yeah. Do you remember yours? I know. Hell no. That's what mine was, the crop top um, hoodie. Mine was terrible. I wore like some, well, first of all, it was a Fat Farm outfit. So that could tell you what I was wearing. Yeah, what are you talking was, about? No, 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 no. But like the colors and things that I picked. I had on, uh, it was a white polo, but it was striped with like the army colors. It was like a, a green stripe, white, and then it was like the uh, brown stripe. That and, sounds cute to And me. the light skin brown pants, like the tan brown ones, because I was obsessed with oatmeal color <laughs> like freshman year. <laughs> I can think the fact I can picture this outfit. And my daddy, who shout out to you for thinking, was gave, he gave me some lugs. I had some white no, not lug the lugs. boots. Oh my god! I always hated the, lugs. They were I terrible. They were, so lame. they were awful. They were lame to me too. But I, oh we were all, we god. were older though, friend. No, <laughs> that's they, true. No, 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 no. They were still lame. Like, I kid you not. I'm I'm just telling the real. They were chunky. As they hell. were they were big ass boots, and they were suede or something. They had these ugly white stripes that like came up white the back. moon boots. <sighs> But you know what? I will wear them today for a photo shoot just to give. For Throwback Thursday. Yeah, not, not I mean, not for like a regular ass. Like, oh, <laughs> never mind. You know what I'm trying to say. I remember one time, y'all, me and my, um, shout out to my cousin Andre. I love you, nigga. Me and my cousin Andre used to like, we ran together thick as thieves, right? Andre was a year younger than me. And our mothers were very close. Um, and so we always did everything together. We ran together. So we used to go skating at um genesis it was clc genesis or whatever teen express right and what they would oh do my God, is you just gave everyone a nostalgic throwback yeah <laughs> you would skate from eight to ten and then dance from ten to twelve right so <laughs> teen night yeah our mothers would let us go so i was like oh hell yeah it's on at the time i was fascinated with the fact that like my brother and my older sister we're going to like clubs and traveling, and like going out. So this, in my mind, I'm like, shit, we getting to go out. This is the shit we doing what they doing. <laughs> so, cause it was always girls you like at the skating rink. And this, I remember this one time, this one girl I almost said her name. I wasn't thinking, but I remember this one girl got her ass beat at the skating rink in the <laughs> car. You know how you pay and then go through another set of doors <laughs> right there in the middle. Whoo! I just thought about that, but it was that kind of thing. So having an outfit was important. And so I remember 
when them Fila Grant Hills came out. Oh, Remember the ones that had like the yes, triangle on the yes, side? Yes, the white blue with triangle. that baby blue triangle. Yes, friend. Oh I had God, one good pair of Fila I could only wear on special occasions. You know, I had to those were crazy. So. Me and my cousin Andre had got them shoes, and we got these Drew Bledsoe New England Patriots jerseys to go with them. So they was white with, like, that blue and red. Couldn't tell us shit. <laughs> we wore them skating, but before, we got them, like, the night before. And the whole point of me telling this long-ass story is that Andre was so excited, he slept with his shoes in the <laughs> Come on, you lying. <laughs> like, like holding them, okay? <laughs> so holding the shoes. And I remember my aunt caught him sleeping with them damn shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and she made him take the shots. <laughs> so I just remember that. Oh, but they were, it was that serious. That's the point I'm making to you. And I just remember I have a lot of good memories. Oh man, I going skating like that. Man. You took me back when you said that. The we had I, what, what was that skating ring? You know, I'm like trying to think. Skate key. Skate key. That was in the New Yorkers. All of y'all just went. Oh, <laughs> okay. It was the, that was the spot. It was hood though. I was just about to Fun. say, my mom was not playing around because we couldn't go to the big skating rink on Cascade that everybody goes to because it was in mm. the hood. So we had to go to Sparkles. <laughs> Sparkles, Sparkles was the skate rink chain down there <laughs> And I had a birthday at Sparkles And actually I did lie in middle school I was feeling one kid And I, I forgot about that And my heart was broken So I didn't feel for a long time And I think that's why I didn't care in high school and shit We're not gonna go back to that thing. Oh, look at So you. my birthday at Sparkles Actually my best friend lied When my mom brought my gifts out my mom got me a GameCube for my birthday. And my best friend was right there like, oh, yeah, look at this GameCube. I got you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, you did not give me no goddamn GameCube. <laughs> but then we used to go to Sparkles like every like other month because they would have like a school night there. And there was a boy from a different school that I liked at Sparkles. Y'all are so cute. See, I feel like skating culture wasn't really a thing in New York. Wasn't it like big in Atlanta? It was huge in I Michigan. I guess it was. Yeah, I, this I, day. Was, I definitely yeah, really? had it. Yes. And shout out to one of my friends um, who is actually in The Lion King on Broadway right now. So shout <gasps> out to it. him. But he, him and his friends were at a skating rink in New Jersey last weekend. And I DM'd him when I saw it on his Instagram story. They was jamming, doing trios <laughs> and all that shit <laughs> on IG Live. So That's so cute. We sh- if you guys want to go, I'm totally yeah. down. I'd be we went, I, we went one year for somebody's birthday. But they have that um, in random places in the city sometimes. There's a mailing list I used to be on. Because we went skating at the Hudson Hotel. And that was the shit. Cute. Now, what about the brands that you guys wore? Because now that you mentioned the Grant Hills, I'm like, oh, my God, and feel it. I was addicted to Mecca. Did you ever remember Mecca? Oh, my God, yes. Mecca was dope. Mecca was my brand all throughout high school. Middle school, I don't really remember. I don't think I was, I think I was too young. I I wasn't, like, into brands yet. But but high school, I was definitely Mecca, Gore-Tex. For me. Jerbeau, Heli Hansen. Polo. Polo, yeah. Nautica. Nautica. And Tommy motherfucking Hill figure. Those three and right Columbia. there. And Columbia. Remember the Columbia Coast three in ones, friend. Ooh. And then your Jan Sport book bag Jan's with the with strings. With the suede at the bottom. And the with strings. The brown oh, and the strings. Nice and we would swap we strings had. and collect strings. I said, look at all these nice things I didn't have. <laughs> uh, look, 
air walks. Um, <laughs> look, that's real shit. Uh, I'm not playing either. That was skater shit. <laughs> look, yeah. air walks. That was Payless shit. Go on. Um, we had the I had a London Fog jacket, which was super nice. Until uh, the lady was like, "Oh, you got you got that from Sears?" And I was like, "Damn, you don't even make that money, teach. Like, she don't even make that much money." Was trying to clown me, but I I moved around a lot. Like, yeah. it was just like it didn't even matter to me what I was looking like or any because I didn't have to have like a set identity in most places. And most of the time when I got there. It was like, y'all have already clicked up, and I'm just kind of that nigga. So I would either run through the different clicks and get what I needed and go and just be that guy. Like, I was the go-to guy. People didn't, like, need me around. I was like, I just want to be around, and now I'm leaving. <laughs> Thank you. So th- I was r- out there rocking. Oh, I'm lying because somebody once gave me uh, the Johnny Blaze outfit. Like, you remember the—y'all used to I do remember, the denim, yep. the Carl Kanai yeah. and all that? Yo, Johnny Blaze had Kanai. one, and I had a Johnny Blaze outfit, and I was like, damn, this will be my— You like, about my, to make me have a heart attack talking about Jabot, friend. What? Jabot <laughs> was like— that little tag on the fly. If you had Jabot, you were popping. I couldn't really yes. afford it. I had, like, maybe two sweaters. <laughs> I tried. I had one pair of Did y'all wear jeans. Fat Farm? Fat yes, Farm. when I, it first came academics. out. Academics. And uh, what was Diddy's? Sean John. Sean yeah. John. Yeah, because yeah. I remember the boys were. Sean, like Sean John, John. Rockaware, um, Aniche, Academics, all of that was like a time period. That was like. I definitely have some And the hood girls jeans. would always wear that same black baby fat jacket that had the cat on the back. With the cat on the, cat back. On the back. Oh, yep. cat. With the little hood. around your waist. Yes, and, top and of your it was butt. like yep. cropped. Yeah. It was cute. <laughs> yep. Did y'all have, um, j- not Jinko, not, is it Jinko? Yeah, we had Jinko. Parasuko jeans <laughs> with the stripe on the side. <laughs> what about Iceberg? We had Iceberg. Oh, my God. Um, um, guess, I guess denim outfits were a big guess deal was, in high school. Yeah, I definitely remember guess um, jeans. What else? Ooh. That's so, so much funny. Stuff. Coach, coach belts were a big deal. You wear a coach leather belt with the tag hanging off of it. Oh that was cute. Oh, my God. And then the girls would have the belt and the purse to match. Um. What else? Ooh, so much. What stuff. about the music you were listening to? Oh my God! The wait, mu- tell me. For, wait, middle school first. Mm-hmm. Well, I like. I always liked. This is gonna sound bad, but I always like like white music. Oh my yeah. God! We're gonna like, have an episode on this. This is about to be it because I'm sure you no, about to no, name. No, we I'm, no, I'm, I don't mean it, but I'm he about to name it some of the. It's on, <laughs> but I, I just remember like building a mystery by Sarah McLachlan. <laughs> I remember In Love Fool by the Cardigans. You were so I remember, shit. I don't remember if this is middle school or not, but this is just during that time. <laughs> um, I remember um, Lynn Steal My Sunshine. I remember, um, um, uh, uh, damn, what was the song about being on the ledge? I wish you would step back from that ledge. I would friend. understand. Yes. Third Eye Blind, Third Eye Blind Jumper. Jumper. That was on my just list, Just all of those all songs. Day. I loved all those songs. And then, of course, I loved all the black music you can name. Of course. I mean, duh. But my, my, I had an affinity for, like, the melodies and, like, those rock songs. It yes. was just, I loved them. I loved those songs. See, I grew up with... Um, Funk Master Flex throwing oh, bombs yes. on Hot 97. So I was a true blue radio kid. You remember when you would have the blank tapes and you would record, record the radio, radio station? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then you'd make mixtapes. Um, oh. So I grew up on a lot of hip-hop and obviously like Biggie and all that. But when I got to middle school, which is with the white kids, they were listening to Z100. Um, so that's when I got into like... Um, the verb. Oh my God! Bittersweet Symphony yes. is on my. I would get married if I get married. That's what's playing like that when, I, when is, I get married. Period. They put me on, so I, I you know, this. my my mind was like, oh, I love this shit. You know, we'd be in the farm, like <laughs> running through the through the. 
feels right. That's a beautiful song. It is. It's L- great. You, we listen to um, obviously like Nirvana, yes. Kurt Cobain. Uh. Even Cheryl Crow, I really like oh, yeah. Cheryl Crow and just like her more Paula Cole, Green oh, Day, yeah. Yeah. Green Day, Yo, Green, Green Day. Day was the I'm telling shit. you, Green Day had it all. Smashing Pumpkins, yes. Smashing Pumpkins, 1979 is Bush. one of all time. Bush, Bush, Bush. Did yeah. you get a song? Incubus, Pilots, yeah. Incubus. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, nice Drive. to know you. Oh. And what was the other song they had? Uh, Whatever tomorrow <laughs> brings, I'll be here <laughs> with open <laughs> arms and open. Eyes, yeah. <laughs> Did y'all have the box where you yes. can order videos? My I got grandma my ass used to beat my yes. ass. Every time. You don't know how many you don't know how many phone bills she I ran up. It is amazing that we still have the it same was like phone company. It was thrilling to see your choice up. on the screen. I would that always was a pick R. Kelly, funny enough. I would feel like I was on TV <laughs> when that when my video came on. It felt like I was on TV. Right. I, I, always, I always picked the uh, Brandy and Monica the boy. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically remember. Oh, and R.I.P. Left Eye. I used to uh, play. Uh, uh, what's the song she's on with uh, Donnell? Oh, Donnell Jones. Just to watch us. Just to watch Was it Where strut? I Wanna Be? No, no not you, Where I Wanna you Be. Know yeah. Oh, you just know what's up. Just to watch her strut down that hallway. <laughs> so, baby, tell me what's up. <laughs> Ooh, Do y'all remember man. All for One? Yes. The I swear and yes. I swear. Oh, like the moon and the stars in the sky. I used to always pick them too on the box. That was like my favorite song. Me and my little cousin would sit out the window on the projects and sing it hella loud. <laughs> okay. So Oh my God. So funny. Tell me, tell me please that you remember. Um, Savage Garden. Of course. Oh, what? what? I'm they, telling you, we literally all listen. Was that to Crash the same and shit. Burn? Yes. <laughs> when you're waking up, oh man, I used to love that. And then what was the other? I wanna stand here on the mountain. mountain. I wanna live. And then of course there was like the boy groups, like 98 like, Degrees, Backstreet Boys, I, I knew all of them. Yeah. Right. There was a, a, a boy Christina group called Christina Aguilera had come out. Mandy Moore. Jean- Genie in the Bottle. When Genie in the Bottle came out, I knew that she was going to be here forever. And that was one of the dopest songs I had ever heard in my life. I I love that song. And I felt exactly the same about Britney Spears when Baby One More Time hit. When Baby One More Time video came out. And and then, you know, when she gave the second look, or maybe it was the third, in the little uh, yellow top and the the red sweatpants (laughs) at the end of the video. I must confess. And does that epic scene with all them dancers and shit. I was in the fifth grade printing out the lyrics and handed them out at school. Why was I doing that? On everything I love, <laughs> on my mother's life, right? I thought that Britney Spears Hit Me Baby One More Time was a parody the first time I saw it. <laughs> I can believe on it. Everything it's like I love. SNL-ish. I thought it was, it was bad TV. Yeah, because you know she was <laughs> swear to God. And that's why I fell in love because she was chewing the gum and they had the whole scene at the beginning. Her and then her te- And then the teacher when she had on the wig and shit, I was like, what is going on? Put that in. I don't know what it was when that bitch threw them arms up and it was pulling her. I was like, don't you know I still believe? You're like that funny. was the best part. But that was middle school when I really got into white music or yeah. I'll turn of music and then in, in high school oh Fifi, Fifi Dobson, Dobson. oh um, yes take Ayo. me away oh that's what I was gonna say in high school that's when y'all remember like 
um, Erica Badu, oh, yes, like 93, yes, 94. Yes, that's when yes, all yes. the sort of the neo soul, soul came out. So, you know, in high school, that's when everything started. All of a sudden, I was burning incense. Yes. I had my nose pierced at that point, so I thought I was already deep and popping. And I was in love with um, D'Angelo. Groove oh, Theory had come theory. out. So, <laughs> I love the you know, You know, our so, timelines you know. are a little off. But I was around for some of that. Oh, yeah, you But, you were. know, they so, was... Asante was still coloring and taking naps. And right, <laughs> but still shitting yellow. But still... But if you listen to what I was doing this entire time, I wasn't... I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing yes, and listening to songs I wasn't supposed to be listening to. <laughs> so, I remember... It's the music, man. Always, always <laughs> listen to something. I remember getting the So So Deaf mixtapes. I had what? to sneak and so, buy so them. So So Deaf bass all stars. Yes, Come I had to now. sneak but and Columbia buy them. But Columbia House had the like twelve. I was a child. Oh yeah, your grandma name. <laughs> I was a child. What are you talking about? I, I was, was in a different connection. We about to have a connection. Which one did you have? Listen to. Okay, come on. I have a story about the So So Deaf bass all stars, and it involves. Atlanta at the time. We're connected. Obviously, we always have been. Asante, <laughs> my cousin, who we were really close with, her and her husband lived in Atlanta. We lived in Michigan. And so it was Andre's sister. And so we <laughs> went and stayed with her for two weeks in Atlanta. And it was a girl. What was that girl's name? I cannot remember that girl's name. But it was a girl that lived in the apartment complex that they lived in. And we was in love with this girl. And I'm going to tell you what she looked like. She looked like a young Marjorie Harvey. That's what oh, my she looked like, God. Right? Stop. We was in love with this girl. <laughs> and so um, I'm going to call my cousin and find out her name. But we was in love with her. And the So So Dave Bass All-Stars was out. And the video for I Know Jay or whatever, uh-huh. that was out. Which one, I, Time After Time? No, I Love one. You Down. Oh. <laughs> and it was, and I felt like that was my dedication to that girl. <laughs> <laughs> In Atlanta. I used to love that Love You Down video, too. Oh, my God. I loved I Know Jay. And she, yes. I saw a long career for her because she was turning all the classics into yes. like a Yes, she didn't song, ring my bell. And she did As We Lay or something <laughs> right. like that. She like, always had them. She was jamming. <laughs> I remember when Time After Time came out, like Ooh. I found out the white person did it. I was like, wait, so she First of all, that? Time After Time is one of my all-time favorite songs. Oh, absolutely. And that Say What You Want forever. About Lil Mo. Lil Mo sang the shit out of Time After Time. That's y'all's homework. Whoever ain't never heard it, <laughs> look up Lil Mo's cover of Time After Time and listen all the way to the end because, I mean, she knocks it out the park like Sosa. I believe that. <laughs> Lil Mo sang... That. Time after time, that's one of my all-time favorite songs. It's very personal for me because <laughs> the video was sad, and I remember being a kid again, going back to me liking all that stuff. And I have, you know, I love '80s music and stuff. But that's when I was a little kid. I ain't that old, but <laughs> I remember the video for Time After Time used to make me sad. Remember they were in like that silver trailer? Yeah. In the video, that was oh kind of pitiful. God. I remember being sad. Oh yeah, I have the best okay. memory. Can I tell you about a video that fucked me up as a child? <laughs> yes. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Ooh, them black eyes. Right. Yes. When, and they took boom, that boom, back. Boom, boom. I was like, oh my, I'm still a that little like. Was it was. Every time, TLC's Waterfalls video kind of oh, made me yeah. feel weird too. Yeah. And I'm pretty when it came out. I was oh, like, oh, ooh, damn. Yeah, like, because you know, when they showed that, they had to bleep that out for a long time. They always did go too far. You know, it was conscious. TLC always went intense. too far. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they, they was the conscious before conscious. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. What were your neighborhoods like? <laughs> <laughs> My neighborhood was black, and it was very family-oriented. It was a lot of families mm. in my neighborhood. Was it like a suburb? No, we lived in the city of Flint, but it was like um, just there was a lot of families. Everybody's mama and daddy worked. 
um, everybody like took care of their lawns and shit. Like mm, everybody, cute. yeah, it was like that kind of neighborhood. So that's that's how like that the neighborhood that I grew up in was like that. Then we moved out to the suburbs, which was all white, and that was different. Um, <laughs> like was voice, you know. Changed. But it was cool. What about you? We lived in a really big apartment complex for a long time, which was super ideal because there was a lot of kids in the apartment yes. complex, and the it was so big. Like to me, it was always an adventure, right? <laughs> so like, think about the boroughs, but. <laughs> Like, you know, we're going to be, are right, we going to go to this side of the complex today? Yes. And then, you know, meeting the new kids and then always having like a click in the neighborhood. Because I didn't have clicks at school, but in the neighborhood, I always had me a little click, you know? That's what I'm asking because I'm like, the neighborhood experience compared to the school, school was completely always like different, two different completely worlds. different world. Yeah. I used to go back to the neighborhood and talk about all the kids. And so then randomly kids from some of the different schools that I would know would move into our neighborhood. And I'd be like, don't fuck with that one over there. Like... So when we play hide and seek, someone would take it too far and him with a rock, but that wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was T Boz. <laughs> oh, it too far. S- sidebar, mm-hmm. in one of the neighborhoods that I lived in, there was a girl group that got popping later on. <laughs> and my sister A girl group. Th- yes, I can't say which one it is. Oh my god. All I'm Why gonna not? say is my sister, because my sister listening to it, and I don't know if she wants me to say this. Oh, okay. But <laughs> she beat up one of the girls because no. the girl used to babysit us. It, she was she babysit. Wait a minute, I think you told I, me this story. <laughs> my, I'm t- I can tell you after I the show. And one of the girl groups, this girl was our babysitter, and I, I don't know if she was, was like beating us or she was <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, I know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my so why god. Would you do that? Are you hearing the mic? <laughs> so yes, that oh, happened. And ah! <laughs> Look, and where you at I hope my sister out there singing faith right now. If I had to do Ooh. it all again. Like like I just know that my sister stepped to her and that was it. We had oh. a new babysitter. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, so listen, um, <laughs> you know what? Damn, I was going to tell you and something. Now you you forget. Else you it was get. a good one, too. I was going to insert some in there, but you can go ahead, friend. <laughs> oh, wait, but can we just name like a couple of more music folks? You just, know what I used to like to do? You're taking away from the okay, music Okay, all right, episode. all right, go ahead. You, you know, know we have to, like to save ahead, it for ahead. that music episode. Go ahead, friend, I'm I used sorry. To, my, <laughs> my mom and them did not used to play this shit, but my father worked third shift, so he would be asleep sometimes during the day. So... I used to love coming home from school and getting a roll of Ritz crackers and a glass <laughs> oh of orange my, juice and watching Jerry Springer. That was when oh, it was good. Oh, Listen, T-G that was when they you really With used to Steve fight. Wilkos and he yes, would like yes. run and grab people. When it was real though, I'm talking like the first two seasons ever of the Jerry Springer show and the Jenny fights. Jenny Jones and the drama was was Jenny my Jones. favorite. Remember before when the, got, the, the before the scandal? Favorite. I used to love Jenny. <laughs> Jenny Jones was Jenny, Jenny Jones? Jones was good. and um, Phil Donahue. Oh Donahue, that was yeah. serious. That was Donahue, like Sally Jesse, Sally Jesse. Yes. I loved all Did three of those. Did you have Richard Bay? Richard uh, I'm Bay. not sure. Maybe that was a New York thing. He was a little like ratchet white. He was kind of like Jer- the original Jerry Springer. No, we maybe didn't he was that. New York mm-hmm. then. And Ricky Lake. We had, yeah, we had Ricky. yeah, we loved Ricky Lake. Right? I'm here terrible. to confront Khadijah because she's a hoe. <laughs> well, why is she a hoe? Yeah. And then they come out and like pull each other's hair. That was great. That was when fights on TV were real and yes. good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. This shit and they the got titles, now. You used to think I was whack, but yeah. now I'm all that and a bag yes. of chips. Long ass titles for no reason. Yes. yes. <laughs> so good, man. Such great television. Then what about back when the shows came on, like on Thursday night? So like on Thursday night, you had Martin, 
Living mm. single and oh, New York Undercover. Remember yes. that? New York Undercover. Woo! One of the best that shows. That was my favorite. Best it was so ever. good. I used to want to be at that club where the artists would perform all the time. I used to want to go to that club. Was it <laughs> Nadine's? What was the name of the club? I can't think of it. You would remember that. Well, tweet us and let us know that. Well, never mind. <laughs> I didn't say it now. So tweet us and let us know the name of the club on New York Undercover. <laughs> But if you Ooh, see us you retweeted like twice, that means we got it. Now. I know we had talked about it already before, but Rock, mm-hmm. I was in Chicago and they was playing old episodes of Rock. And I whoa, was like, whoa, whoa, yes, whoa. It was the shit. I was sitting there. I was like, damn. Rock, baby. So Eleanor. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> Pop. I'm always mad. <laughs> Eleanor. But you, come on now, Pop. Yeah, I love Rock Joe. I love that dude. They were some of the best actors on television. I loved time. Eleanor, who was Ella yes. Joyce, but I hated her once Set It Off came out. <laughs> Set It Off ruined it for Ella <laughs> Joyce in my eyes. The way she had her face, she was, she looked like she was really mad at Queen Latifah. Not, <laughs> not even the characters. She looked like she was mad at Queen Latifah. She looked like she couldn't stand Jada Pinkett. <laughs> she had been sick of Kimberly at least. Okay, like she yeah. knew what she was going to do in the future. You're going to do that damn movie <laughs> right and she just did she just straight up didn't talk to Vivica Fox and that's why she fired her in that scene but Ella Joyce Ella Joyce just she really made me sick and and uh set it off but I loved her on rock that's why we talking about this right now <laughs> <laughs> we always get stuck when it comes to music and tv yes we do so the takeaway because obviously we had to have a three-hour show the mm-hmm. takeaway it's better right now it, looking back like the, remember the things you used to be hella stressed about? It was such a big deal when you were young. And you look back like, what the fuck? It was really nothing. But here's the tech, the takeaway question. What, as a teenager, did you think was going to be so much harder as an adult that turned out to be easier? And what did you think was going to be easy that turned out to be hard? And give advice for those listening that are the youngins. And those of you who are listening, we'd love for you guys to give your advice in the comments as well to the younger audience that listens to the show and are stressed about like remember that letter we got where she was like it's my birthday and he doesn't want to give me you know he wants to give me a gift i'm like damn i miss being young (laughs) young stress what's yours dustin what's your takeaway Uh, being an adult is great and it's appealing because you get to do whatever you want to but there's a huge responsibility that comes along with that, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have to do whatever it is that you want to do or have done. And so I think that it's very important to stress to young people the importance of not is very important to stress the importance of. Well, I guess that makes sense even though it's redundant and sound like we scratched the record. We're going to keep it moving (laughs) because it is still important to let them know not to be impulsive because a lot of times when people get the freedom to make certain choices for themselves. They get very impulsive and things become problematic as far as spending, managing money, things like that. So I guess I say that because I thought that it would be so easy to enjoy the freedoms of adulthood, but that ended up being a lot more complicated and it required a lot more thought than I anticipated yeah so i would just counsel them on that yes there are great freedoms that come along with being an adult but being an adult is not easy and you need to be aware of the responsibilities that come along with having this freedom if someone would teach them about that balance early on i just think it would be really really helpful now that's it i ain't got nothing else to say about it go ahead asante (laughs) 
I'm not gonna opt out because I'm not an adult yet. How about that? Cut it out. No, um, <clears throat> you are on the first. <laughs> oh, it's okay. 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 Yeah. I still ain't paid that, so not really. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, I thought when I was younger, it would be really hard to to do a lot of things as an adult, just because I, I remember just not sitting still. Outside of moving around a lot, I just remember always just kind of thinking about the next, like what's going to be next. I'm doing school, and then I'm going to grow up, and I have dreams, and I'm going to work, and I'm going to do this, like, but, you know, worried about next. So I just never, like, stopped and took a moment to say, all right, this is going to be my plan for adulting, right? You know, you go to school, you do homework, you got to prepare for college. You go to college, you get a degree, you got to prepare for work, you can prepare for work. Like, there were all these things that I was like, all right, these are cool, but... I always looked at my mom as, like, my mom. Like, even though I know she worked real hard and had to be out, like, I never looked at what she was doing outside of the house. I always thought about, like, her just being there. So I didn't make a—I I don't feel like I made a good plan on how I wanted to live as an adult. But I think it kind of goes in with, with Dustin saying just really take a moment. And not necessarily plan, but just think about what you want to do in your future and how that can how that can be workable as opposed to— you know, I'm not going to say that it, I hurt my feel. I've been hurting myself by just living, but you can only live so free for so long, right? So just <laughs> kind of about it. Just just think about a plan at the very least. You know, start thinking about, all right, well, I'm going to want to be this and do this, so what's that going to look like? If somebody would have told me that then, I would have been I would have actually probably been where I wanted to be now. Instead of telling you what you couldn't do all the goddamn time. Exactly. Right? Exactly. True. Exactly. Because everybody always tells you, you can't do this because you have to worry about that. And then you worried about that, but you didn't even do this. So you really don't have to worry about that, if that makes sense. That's why I don't do a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The hell with all of it. Shit. Pretty much. Um, I always thought when I was younger that you had to have, have things figured out a lot sooner. Than you did, and I kind of hate that. And you know, your family and parents just make you feel like you have to take life seriously very quickly. Like, you know, in high school, it's like, what college are you gonna pick, and what's gonna be your major, and what are you doing for the rest of your life? And there's always this like intense pressure of me needing to know who I was already. And I kind of, for those of you listening who are maybe in high school or college or even just coming out, like your twenties are fun, and As you, hell. and please don't let anyone take that that like time away from you by trying to because I look back now and I'm like damn I wish I wasn't so stressed about like work and trying to figure out like what's the best job and which one's going to be the one for my career forever because I really thought that I by 25 that I was going to figure I need to pick a particular major yeah and and even the major and the degree and I remember being stressed remember when you graduated from college you were stressed about like you and your friends were kind of comparing who got a bigger salary. Oh, well, I'm making 38K. Well, my job is only 40 and 45. And oh my gosh, she got a job for 50K. Like all this, really, it was a lot. And I really wish that I had traveled more, taken more advantage in college of like study abroad programs. I wish I had gone out a lot more, dated more, had more sex, like just have fun, travel, And not, you know, I know it's harder now because bills are serious, the economy's changing, you know, housing, job situation. It's like not even really as allowing for these younger kids, which I do feel bad about. Things were a little lighter for us, you know, in our 20s. So I, I understand that that is the reality now. But regardless, have more fun. You're not supposed to have shit figured out in your 20s. And in my 30s, 
now at I'm gonna be 35 next month. I think now I'm starting to stabilize. <laughs> now I'm starting to stabilize and feel comfortable. What happened? You getting a heart attack over here? <laughs> Go ahead, friend. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta face it, Dustin. We gotta face it. So <laughs> my birthday's next week. Not scared of my talent. <laughs> Listen, it ain't easy saying I'll be 35, but it's <gasps> now that <laughs> Dustin. So we just choking. Effie, we all got pain. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but I feel like now I'm at this age range. I'm finally solidifying who I am, what I want to do. And I really think that that's fine, you know. And So if you're younger, take it easy. Don't be hard on yourself. If you're younger, 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 like mid, I don't know if any middle schools or schoolers are listening to us, but have fun. I really wish I would have had more fun. And... <laughs> Yeah, and listen, being an adult is hard. You have to manage and balance so it's hard, many friend, tell things. Them. It's horrible. It's <laughs> it's horrible. It's hard. It's it is hard. really a terrible experience. But when it's good, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So, I wouldn't trade the stability. Yeah. Like, th- the stability that I have now feels so nice. Like, I can pay my bills. I can contribute to my family. I can travel. If, if someone's like, hey, let's go to whatever Paris for the weekend I can be like okay cool if I have the time like that stability is really nice wouldn't trade it for the world but the youthfulness the freedom the The lack of responsibility the excitement the lack of like bills and shit I'm telling y'all youngins take advantage and that's another thing set yourself up for the freedom to have the time to figure shit out as you go along like be free with your choices and, and understand that you don't have pressure to figure it all out. No, please. Just make sure that you're aware that you need to set yourself up to be able to have that option. Mm. So be aware of your credit and responsibility when it comes to that. Be aware of the benefit of like having some sort of savings. Use it to go to the club, but have it to use to go to the club. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. <Go ahead. laughs> So that's it. Can I say one last thing? Yeah. <clears throat> I turn 29 next week. Ooh. And um, that's a big one. It's actually really funny that we are at this part of the conversation because something just hit me. When I was in elementary school, I went to predominantly white school. And uh, a teacher once told me, um, you know, black men don't really make it past 27, 28. Wow. And so to be here today... <laughs> Going well, you know, I'm gonna make it to 29. Just to know that, fuck that bitch. <laughs> but I remember thinking for a very long time, like I don't know what I'm gonna look like at 28. So the fact that I was on my journey and somewhere along the way, I just thought I thought past 28. I was like, okay, well, you know, you're gonna make it. So you know, what are you gonna start doing later on down the road? So for anyone out there that's heard some bullshit like that, that they're not gonna live past a certain age and they have made it or they're, or they're on their way. Shit. Yeah, you ain't gonna be shit. Like all the things that you're insecure about that you think that you don't have, like you don't have this drive, you don't you're not hungry for any of this, that stuff all comes. Like you'll figure all of that out. You just have to remain optimistic, move and do what you wanna do, but be safe with it now. You know, I didn't do drugs in high school. <laughs> But I wish I would have done weed in college. I probably would have stayed. I promise you. <laughs> but there are just certain things where people... I was too scared in high school. Don't let people put shit in your head when you're young. Like, if you if something someone says something to you and it doesn't feel right, you don't have to sit there and keep that with you for the rest of your life. You can drop it if you don't want to keep it. Yeah. I almost wish college was later. 
Don't yes. you ever think that college should be later? Yes. And when they showed adults in school, like it was always people were like, oh my God, they're too yeah, old. Yeah, you old ass. And but I'm like, like, yo, no. I wish that I had more time. Like imagine now that I have such a passion for wellness and nutrition. I didn't have that in my mind, right. on my mind at 18. Come on now. Right. So I picked a, a major that just sounded good in my mom so she could get yep. off my back. But imagine if I had used like utilized those four years mm. and gotten a degree in like something that I'm passionate about I probably would have gotten way better grades I would have had bomb ass papers like I did well but it was sort of like a half-assed well you know like let yeah. me get through college well but I really wish that I could have known myself a little more and my interests and had more time to even figure out what that is and develop them I feel like college should be in like your late 20s yeah you should be 40 Especially yeah, you, you should experience life a little, travel, date, get your heart broken. Especially you know, all the partying you do in college too. Oh my god, that was terrible. I so don't you're know how the I made Tom it. Tom Joyner cruise I mean, should be college, <laughs> pretty much. If you was college age on the Tom Joyner cruise, you'd have a good ass time. <laughs> I mean, if college age was pushed back, you know, that would just be interesting to structure it that way. Cause <laughs> I feel like I wasted a lot of time in college. But anyways, that's it for this week's Hot Button Issue. We hope that you felt a little bit of nostalgia and some gems if you're a youngin. Or maybe you're a little older and just need, you know, that little uh, breath of fresh air and, and figuring out what you're doing. Hopefully we made you laugh and smile today. All right, you guys, listen up because this is a good one. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by CISO. What the hell is CISO? I know that's what you're thinking. I'm about to tell you. They have a wide array of hand-picked, ad-free, and on-demand comedy. CISO is your one-stop comedy streaming service. You can enjoy next-day, late-night, hilarious stand-up comedy specials and binge-worthy classics like all 42 seasons of Saturday Night Fucking Live and the entire Monty Python catalog, all from the comfort of your favorite device. CISO also has tons of great original series, like Bajillion Dollar Properties, which is like a fake reality show created by the geniuses behind Reno 911. You can access CISO anytime, anywhere, on any device for just $3.99 a month. Don't wait. Go to CISO, that's S-E-E-S-O dot com right now to sign up for one month free with promo code FRIEND at checkout. This is the best offer that CISO has going right now. One month of Laugh Your Ass Off comedy for free by using promo code FRIEND. That's S-E-E-S-O dot com, promo code FRIEND. All the comedy that you can watch ad-free with CISO. Now let's jump into this week's wellness segment. <laughs> <laughs> We just talked about half-ass Will, huh? That was Sierra's. Because <laughs> she took the most Ooh. beautiful pregnancy shot, and I saw <laughs> it. And so that was an ode to Sierra. Shout out. <laughs> whisper out. That was a whisper out to Sierra. <laughs> so last week we talked about the Insight Timer, which uh, was like a meditation community around the world. And you guys loved it. The feedback I got was amazing. I love you guys so much. I'm so thankful that... You're open-minded. Even if this isn't your thing, you guys yeah. still try it and give me honest feedback, which to me is why I do this. So I'm glad that you guys found it useful. It was literally 100% positive feedback, so that made me happy. 
But I wanted to tell you guys about another app, and this is another bit of a community. It's called Mind Body, and it's the Mind Body app. And you can check it out at mindbodyonline.com. So I actually just got put on to this this weekend in Oakland because Oakland is just... Oakland. Hi, Oakland. I love you. So they were telling me that there's this, like, network, this database of gyms, spas, wellness centers, like, everything having to do with the body and just the wellness world. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, a database that has been created, and they all use this app because we went to get massages after the retreat. And the, one of the girls was talking about the app, and I was like, wait, can you tell me more about it? And she was like, because when we were checking in, she was asking if we were on it. So I'm like, what is this? And basically, let's say, you know, you moved, you know, to a new neighborhood or even the neighborhood you're in, but you're kind of unaware of where things are. Because sometimes they could be a hole in the wall or on the third floor or in a building you're unfamiliar with. Um, this app, Mind Body, you put in your zip code, and it will literally show you a database of all the wellness-based um, stores, mm. um, locations, like all of them in your area. So it's like Wellness Mingle. It's Wellness Mingle. <laughs> Got it. It's Meetup, right? Where BlackPeopleMeet.com, the wellness amazing. edition. It's so and what a brilliant. Resource. Yeah. And then here's the cool part. Let's say. Like, I checked um, on when I got back to New York, I put in to see. I'm like, maybe there's things that I don't know about here in Harlem. And I put in my zip code, and then let's say Harlem Yoga Studio popped up, right? Which oh, we yes! all know. Yeah, 125th Street and Lenox. So I was curious, like, okay, so what does it tell me? So I clicked it, and it showed me the entire schedule for the whole week. So you can actually book into a class straight from that app. Like, I saw they have Pilates on Tuesdays at 7.30 in the morning. It tells you the teacher. It shows her bio, how many people are in the class, what you need to bring, a breakdown of the way the class flows. Everything you need. Yo, I mean, right there. So I was like, oh, so, and then it has the book, like, to book the class. And you, obviously, you attach your card and for the same way, like, Uber and, you know, mm -hmm. Lyft and stuff. So you book your class right there. And then you just go. And and the perk of doing it through the app. Because somebody might be like, well, why would I need the app when I could just, you know, go to the place and book it? They always have discounts. Like, as soon as I went to book the class, a discount screen popped up that said, for using the MindBody app, you get three classes for $20. Mm. You know, when a class might be $20. So that's already a huge discount. By its damn self, okay? <laughs> so I think it's awesome. And like I said, it's not just, you know, for classes like that, but it's also spa places if you want a massage, a foot rub, you know, like it's anything having to do with mind, body, soul um, locations. And I think if you are someone who is trying to integrate more self-care and body work and Maybe you want to, maybe some people don't like the gym. Like, I personally do not like the gym. I prefer classes and more movement. I get kind of bored on the treadmill. So this is a cool way to kind of figure out, okay, I want to switch it up a little bit with mm -hmm. my fitness. What is in my neighborhood? Or when you're traveling, that's cool, too, because you can kind of, like, Jara, um, shout out to Jara, that's the yoga practitioner on my tour. She took a yoga class when we were in Oakland. She that's just, so dope. yeah, like, right by our Airbnb, she was like, I kind of want to do a yoga class. I'm curious if there's one nearby. Looked it up. There was one two blocks away. She woke up, rolled out to her class, and we're not even from the neighborhood. 
And I think that's just wow. so cool. And she came back like excited, like, oh my God, that was so great. Like that I was able to find that and book it and go to the class just that easily. Technology's awesome. Yes. <laughs> right? The way it's just making life so easier. Yeah. So something cool to check out, something cool to try. If you've tried it already, I'd love to hear your feedback. Feedback, and, feedback. <laughs> and that's it. Right. Get y'all ass off Instagram and get on Mind Body. Mind Body app. Right. And like I said, you can go on mindbodyonline.com for more information. And it literally, I'm looking at the site right now, and it says millions of people connecting to 60,000 businesses around the world. So this isn't just Worldwide. national. Yeah. Mind Body is breaking boundaries for wellness professionals, whether you're well established or just opening your doors. That's so cool. Yeah, and it's you can tailor your app, your um, mobile appointments. You can create a schedule for yourself and book ahead. Like, let's say you're like, I want to do Pilates two, three times a week for this whole month. You just go ahead and book all those classes, and then they'll send you the alert like you have your Pilates class in the morning. So. Just a really cool, I'm so happy. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a really useful tool. Definitely check that out. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Hope you find it useful. Now, let's jump into the music, man. Hey. What you got for us, Asante? Well, you know, I have been doing something that I don't normally do. <laughs> that's playlisting for the people. Hey. Now, normally I just playlist whenever I want to. But I decided to just go on ahead and make a playlist for this week's picks. Yeah. Side note, I finally saw your Spotify playlist with the picture of the guy with the, <laughs> Sm- with smoking the long bop. Seen it? Sw- and did you yeah, recognize it when you saw it? Did you recognize it? I literally said out loud, I cannot stand. That scene always gets me. It's the perfect cover. Like, imagine being oh, Imagine you. smoking and then going to see that cover and thinking about that before. Or you listen to some, you know, smoking music. You are a movie. <laughs> so, you know, with that said, shout out to the that playlist still being up. If you are on Spotify. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> yeah, I was I, listening to it all weekend. Oh, thank you. Of course. Yes. Well, in addition to that, on Spotify, I did the pop-up at the pop-up playlist. Mm. Um, so if you did not get to experience any of the pop-up shop experience for the read, I made a playlist for that. Also, Best Enjoyed on Shuffle as well as the Smoking Bot playlist. And outside of those two playlists, because those are on Spotify only, I made a March Moodness playlist. And I have that one available on Spotify and Apple Music. Those are the only two things I can afford to pay for right now. <laughs> Cute title. So, yeah, March Moodness, it's a mood. And I just wanted to feature some folks and put them together in a really cool way. So you might find some sounds you like, find some you don't like, whatever. Take what you like, enjoy it. Reach out to the artist, tell them what's up, buy a concert ticket, whatever. <laughs> um, and for the picks, my number one pick, I actually just have to start. You know, not in any particular order. Uh, Ray Louise dropped her EP, DM Me. Dope. DM Me. DM Me, yes. <laughs> and it is six tracks. I only put on like the four or five on the playlist. I just put a few picks from each song uh, project on this playlist. And she is somebody I had been waiting on. She's a with Dream Loud with uh, LA and them. So I just wanted to feature her. She just, she has my heart. I'm not going to give y'all any songs off the, okay. And yes. how do you spell her name for people uh, that are unfamiliar? Uh, R-E, and you know, it's got the thing on it like you know Asante like Beyonce. Beyonce yeah that's right so <laughs> we got Ray Luis and it's L-X-U-I-S-E so instead of an O for Luis it's an X you know so Ray Luis you could put that you together know, young and put it separate things all cool um, I love her I saw a clip of her it was a video I can't remember what it was but I found her on Twitter 
Yeah. Somebody had retweeted a clip from a video for some project she had about to come out. And I was like, this girl is the shit. Well, maybe it's her. this one. So it, this I'm is with a, this one. Yeah. There's, some really good, there's some really good tracks on there. Um, Muse is a good one. Still Down. Know You, The One. I really like the entire thing. I just wanted to leave a couple of tracks off the playlist. Um, by the way, if you want to access any of these playlists or find the links, they are all available on my Twitter. I've made a thread. I will retweet the thread or repost the thread in time for the show tomorrow. So you can just find all that at Hey Asante. And I think I guess I'm going to have to start working on like a blog to post all of these on to oh. like make some sense of it. And um, so Ray Luis was one of my picks. I also had to put Kingdom on there. Kingdom is a producer out of, uh, actually he's an American producer, but he makes this really cool like R&B, clubby, electro music. And he has on his project um, songs with SZA. Hey, when is she coming out? She has two songs on this project, and they're both. I I, I really like them both. I've but, only heard the Drew Barrymore record. Oh well, it's that's good. yeah, that's um, that's uh, like Scissor's project. But on the Kingdom project, she she's got two <laughs> different style tracks because Scissor can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, because um, so Drew dope. Barrymore was different than like. You, did you ever listen to her past projects? Yeah, like a. I didn't even know she made music. <laughs> I thought she was an actor. Scissor. Don't who says friend right here, friend right here. Don't even like she. So is. you know, Sizzle makes that real trippy music too. Sometimes, mm-hmm. so you get more of like that back. Yeah, like you know, uh, what's that song? She's like, "Crucify me." Oh, the song with uh Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Never mind, y'all know. If y'all was in the Sizzle, y'all know. So she's back on her lane with this, and Look also somebody like, else you're familiar who? with is who? Sid from the Internet is Yay. on this project as well. So those are some people to check out that are featured on this project and then to get you to fall in love with it so you can check out the rest of it. Tears in the Club is also a title track um, that is pretty dope to listen to. Tears in the Club. Yep, Kingdom's Tears in the Club is available. Go check that out. And I will also give honorable... Oh, Thundercast's new project. There's some cute little songs on there. The the guy is high, okay? He's high (laughs) as hell. He's high as hell, but... If you just like <laughs> that real, like he should do a project. I kid you not, with uh, Childish Gambino. Like it's got some of that, some of that kind that. of feel on there. So there's some cuss on that. The, the, actually, I'm sorry, he's not high because the title of the project is drunk. Obviously, oh. so he's drunk, but it just Wrong gives one. a real <laughs> right. He just it, the title of the project is drunk, but he makes me feel high. So you know, well, him you and know, Flying he's Lotus are just very different. <laughs> Listen, I love them though. They're weird as shit, but I love it. Also, for the last, uh, I just want to give... There are plenty of people on this uh, playlist, by the way. I've also featured... Um, I did a couple songs from Trey Songs, just to, you know, mix it up. He's got some new music out. And I've also included some songs from Khalid. Is it Khalid or Khaled? I don't know, actually. Well, the young kid out of Texas, yeah. his project is the shit. A lot of people kept tweeting He's me and telling me I need up. to listen to it. I listen to it. So Location is a good track, but there are some real good tracks on Ooh, Fran. There's a track that you would like called, um, I'm going to call it now, Winter. Winter? All Winter. Right, I'm going to listen that's on your home, That's your homework, Fran. <laughs> but uh, yes, check that out. Also, last honorable mention, it was she just gave us one song. I'm not even sure who this young lady is, but I just fell in love because Peasy, do you follow Peasy? Shauna Peasy? She was a manager, right? Peasy. Yeah, I know who that is. Peasy definitely put out um, this young lady and Devereaux. She has this track called Morning, and it's a really good track. So I put this on the playlist. I'll take and, it um, out. And Devereaux. And Devereaux. And it's got that nice, like, slow feel. It's got that kind of, like, 
Wait, Ann Devereaux. What does she look like? Uh, is she from Atlanta? Maybe. I She's some Canada Blanche. <laughs> it's alternative look. Let me see. That's what her cover looked like. Yeah, I know who this is. She used to go by Graham Knox. That's Graham Knox. That is Graham. That- <laughs> That's our when you said it. I'm like, I know this name, but she changed wow. it. She used to go by Damn. Graham Knox, and Friend, she you know what? to LA. Friend, you know what? You, I always knew that you lived in Atlanta and all that. You but, forget wow. that I know these artists, I, I, but I, but that's why I showed you. I was like, she might, she might know who this is. But yeah, the fact- yeah. Graham Knox, I totally. That's something she from Atlanta. Come through. You know what? The Music Man segment is over. Fran just killed it, knocked it out the park. Go check out March That's, Moodness. I wonder who made her change her name. I'm listening to her new sound. Yeah, go listen to Morning. It's it's a cute track. Um, Dope. check out March Moodness. It's on my uh, Twitter. I also hashtag Playlist Pledge. If you felt like donating something for my time and effort, <laughs> please and thank you. I love and it. And plenty of people have. I didn't think that people was gonna give me anything. Of so I, shout we out love to y'all. You. I was like, I'm just going to put this up because I have made this playlist and I didn't do this for free. <laughs> so I appreciate y'all. And for those of y'all that sent me like $5 and $2 and was like, oh, I wish I could send more. That's that is a lot. That, yeah. Hello. That yeah. is more Especially if multiple than, people are yeah. doing it. You know yeah. who I am, friend. You mm-hmm. can give me $2 and I can go get dumplings downtown in Chinatown. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Like, thank y'all so much for even thinking to log into your PayPal accounts and do that. Hello. <laughs> so that's it for the music, man. Wait, I have an honorable mention. Okay, go ahead. Sabrina Claudio. Sabrina Claudio. Yes. And I found her because I was on Spotify. And you know how they have, when you, when you look to see the new albums that drop, sometimes they highlight up-and-coming artists. And so I'm always, like, looking and listening to them. And she caught my eye because of the cover of the project. It's just her with jeans, barefoots, like, on the floor of the living room. Literally look like me at home. And I was like, oh, this might be Tribe. And her name is Sabrina Claudio, and the project is called Confidently Lost. Mm. And it's so good. She has a really, really good sound, like a strong voice. I also saw she's going to be performing in New York soon, so I'm definitely going to check her out. But check her out. It's on Spotify on the homepage right now where the artists, um, the new releases are. So you'll love her. Her sound is it. She's I'm going to check her out. Yeah. And I forgot to mention, also on the playlist, Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey's Yo, demo. Have you been listening to that? Cute. <laughs> he's cute. Did you <laughs> Did you like the demo? Did you like the demo, friend? I can't say that I listened, but I well, saw the you, pictures. Okay, well, get you a listen. I'm sure some of them, the demo might be about you, friend. Oh, Who stop. Knows? Cut I, it out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's adorable. He has the cutest face. But anyways, let me he's, stop. He's really good. <laughs> L- somebody listen. tells him. No, if, if you think he's cute like that, you need to listen to his music. He Wait. You need I'll to listen. <laughs> Dustin will talk. <laughs> you need to li- listen to the music. Then. If you already think he's cute, he's got like a nice like alternative r Yeah, feel. he's like grown up. I'm like, hmm. <sighs> also included on the playlist, <laughs> Calvin Harris's "Slide," the song with Frank Ocean. I want to give I you guys. I haven't listened yet. Is it good? Uh, slide. I yeah. heard it. I with love Frank it. and Migos. Migos. Oh yeah, yeah. Migos is on there too. Yeah, I heard it. It's cool. Definitely yeah. a cool record. Oh wait, are Migos canceled? No, just take a little break. Just call them Migos oh, okay. now. <laughs> Migos. Take a little break from them. Let them get their shit together. Okay. See if they'll stop. I don't know if I missed me. the memo. Oh. I didn't listen to this, but if you listen to it, tell me if it's good or not. Somebody was really trying to sell me the idea that the Lupe Fiasco's new uh, album is good. And I almost I listened to it. I thought what? he was hosting The View every day. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
and um <laughs> and uh what she be wearing? She be wearing them little uh, the wood, crocs wooden shoes and with crocs. pineapple coming out the side <laughs> of her. So crazy shit. But I love her to death. She's a he got. She's an he got. She's a goddamn he got. Please. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> Lupe Fiasco's new project is Yo, called. I cannot work with you. <laughs> it's called Drogas Light. Don't ask me what Droga, it means. Well, Drogas is drugs in Spanish. Oh, and well, so light oh, drugs. Well, I guess. Well, we'll say the cover of the album is a <laughs> it's a white cover <laughs> with a symbol that. Let me see. It, it means light. So I guess that's what the tie-in is. It's it's literally just a white cover, and it's I guess that's light in the okay. center, and yeah. Drug lights. But um Drug lights. But do you want to know what the name of the first track is? What? Dopamine lit. Oh ooh. List the influence. The influence. I didn't even tell you that Thundercat on the new project, one of the songs is called Friend Zone. Stop. What? <laughs> and it's on the playlist. I was like, oh friend zone. Let me put this on the playlist. I love <laughs> Just that Thundercat. Well actually it actually was good, huh? I love Thundercat. That track with Wiz Khalifa is the shit. Yeah, that was the jam. That was good though. I was, that might that be my favorite. There's honestly. a couple of opportunities on there. Some, <laughs> not opportunities. You know, for people that are like, I'm not doing that. Like, there's some opportunities for you to change your mind. So <laughs> I like that. Aside. You know, there's some opportunities. Like on Future's last project, there were some opportunities for people that would never get into Future. That's what I always look for. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> I love Future's last. I love that Hendrix album. It was good. I do. It Can't bangs. relate. Damage. I, I, oh, this track with Young Thug. Ooh, damage I can't is stop my, playing it. My song and looking exotic. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, and yes. incredible. Incredible okay, is my favorite What about favorite the first track? Album. Oh, um, um, my collection. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they represent two singers. <laughs> Got a couple of athletes on speed dial. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out if you Lynchburg have Lemonade. I love that Lynchburg album. Lemonade. <laughs> well, that is it for me here over on the Music Man segment. Yeah, thank you. That was so good. Absolutely. Now we're oh, okay. Last thing, I have to dial back to the last Asante. segment. Pastor Troy. I just have to say that, and I'm done. All right, let's take it on over to TV Land. Dustin, what you got for us? Y'all already know what we about to talk about. Oh yep. my goodness! And I'm gonna bring it. Are the hella shows back? Yep, now? they're all back. Jesus. Everything's this back. This is about to be a three-hour episode. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make it really quick. I'm just gonna we're gonna talk try. about the Real Housewives of Atlanta really briefly. <laughs> I wish I could see his face right now. I just want to go on the record and say that Portia Williams has single-handedly brought down the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I think that the lie that she told about Candy and them trying to drug her and take her back to a sex dungeon was very, very, Wait, very... Wait, what? Leave that, drug, that? Leave that drug thing alone. Very distasteful. What happened was Portia got the ball rolling in an argument and was trading insults with Candy and trying to make up lies that she thought would sound feasible. And she talked too much. She started talking and she got ahead of herself and she said something that she didn't really realize the, the implications that it could have. And she also didn't realize the consequences that it could have. And making up a rumor like that is exactly why Candy stood up and said she was really, it took everything she had not to choke the shit out this bitch. And then what was so funny was when she first started talking about it, she was like, okay, I just want all y'all to know she's a lying bitch. Oh, so I'm a lying bitch. She, yes, she is, and she and Candy proceeded to. Can you tell her? Wait, this happened this week since this last since this our week. last yes. episode. Why? Yes, I thought it, it was were more over. than just the accusations of Candy being a lesbian. Portia said that. 
Candy and Todd, somebody told her that Candy and Todd planned on drugging her and taking her to a sex dungeon. Okay, wow. Now, what was insane, What was funny to me was, and this is why somebody I never would have got three feet past <laughs> me, first she was saying how, you know, they was trying to take her home to their sex dungeon or whatever after that night out. <laughs> They went out in Queens. Nobody's saying that they went out in Queens and she's trying to say that the sex dungeon was in their house. So her story don't even add up. How are they going to take you back to their house and y'all in Queens, New York? Uh-oh. <laughs> so that was like the first hole in the story that just seemed like it flew past everybody's, everybody's face. Yeah. But I was like, damn, she just said it happened in Queens. But then she's saying that they said they was going to take her to a sex dungeon in their crib. Just didn't add up to me. Two plus two was six. I and just, I know that ain't how that's supposed to go. I just need you to tell her what Mama Joyce put put in Candy's purse that she pulled out and handed out the table. Oh, you think Mama Joyce put that in? Look, I I kid you not. I just know Mama Joyce like, huh? Take I think this. Riley told her how to do it in a monotone, but still rushed. No, nah, but you know the screenshots oh, were so I mean, big. I have to put they, this, the they were so enlarged on the printouts. I was like, Mama Joyce printed these out yeah. and gave them to large Candy. print. <laughs> and she's like, huh? In case they start messing with you, because she's like, Mama, yep. you not coming on the trip. So Candy printed. <laughs> out text messages from back in the day when the, her and Portia had that incident that proved that Portia was not in no drug state. She was not being done. She was not being held against her will to do sexual stuff. Nothing. She was enjoying the ride. She was being a cat rider. Like okay. Asante said that song. It's no, I did not. Do not put that lie out there that you about to put out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, about like to, said. he was about to lie. <laughs> He was about to portion you. He right. was. Okay. You have the right to deny that. <laughs> she had the nerve to say that. When they started talking about how terrible that was. You have the right to deny that. Once they started talking about how terrible that is that and that is she could get sued. masterful. And the thing is, everybody at the table, the whole cast knew that Portia was full of shit. But why Cynthia lie about out, someone wanting to drug you? Because she wanted to have something to say because Candy had checked her. Like about a checking her in the first place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, so, just like Cynthia said, well... Some, the lies that she told about Candy. <laughs> Portia was like, I didn't lie. And Cynthia was like, well, it sounded like a lot of lies. It did sound like a lot of lies. What kills me is that people don't realize that Portia, when she gets defensive, she just starts to lie. Just and, lie. And people like think that rug. when Candy tells the truth, <laughs> right. You lie like a rug. Just lie. <laughs> like, when Candy tells the truth, they're like, oh, she went too far. Right. And it's like, what? She is defending herself with truth, and now you're going to say she went too far? Hell no. Furthermore, she hasn't gone far enough because this is stuff that she's held on to for years, and nobody's giving her credit for that, and it's really pissing me off. Yes. Because what she did was keep her mouth quiet and then say things to shame her friends. Now, I will say this. I'm so excited about this reunion because see, Phaedra so. has not had her ass nailed to the wall properly yet. When Phaedra made the suggestion that Shamia doing both, they and they do that she doing both. When Phaedra they like did that, that. <laughs> they like that. They ain't they like that. Brand. They got Brand on it, on it. <laughs> when she did that, Candy did not know that Phaedra did that until the show aired to us. Candy found out when we found out, so she has not had an opportunity to get half a saying they look like. She ain't got her. So that's that going to be good to see at their reunion. That will never not be funny. Ever. That's ever. going to be good to see at their reunion. And that is always going to be a classic moment. And I can't believe that her portly ass, stout ass did that at that table. <laughs> Phaedra started all, all of, it. of this. All of it. And to prove Portia's <laughs> stupid, she put herself in the middle of it. Yep. 
Forget her saying that the Underground Railroad was an Amtrak. Forget her saying all that stuff. Wow. Forget her saying when they were going to leave the... Oh, we're going out the country to Maui. Right. Maui is apparently out the country. Get your passport. She was on ladies. Watch What Happens Live with Charlemagne. Charlemagne was rolling her like guys the <laughs> And whole they were time giving her too. places to name. No. I mean, they were, they were trying to... Like tell, purposely trying to trump her. They were asking her what continent certain places were Oh, on. no. Continents, friends. And she was saying shit like... Uh, Russia and shit. It was just awful. And I just personally, I couldn't believe Continents. that. I just couldn't believe Portia let them set her up like that because that was a straight up textbook setup. They know she's she dumb. You think she was conscious no, of it? Like, whatever. Dumb. I'm going to just play this role. Mm, she really was. You could see her I computing. Think that, you could see it on her face. She was thinking. <laughs> I think that she knows she's the dumb one and tries to play that up at That's times. That's what I'm saying. You know how that, some people are like, but, fuck it. If it's going to give me a check, I'll be dumb. But now, you know how, n- now I think what happens is she'd be like having these oh shit moments like, do I back up or do I just keep going? And she just oh. keeps going, but then it's like over there. It's not even right, like, right, it's right, just right. like, wait, what? You know how in the movies they show them houses like when people move out like an abandoned house, but it's still, it's not raggedy. It still looks nice, but everybody just moved out. And usually it's windy, so like the shutters oh are blowing God. or the curtains are Yo, blowing through. Analogy. Like the curtains are just blowing, breezing <laughs> through the wind. That's Portia's head. That's that's, a, that's what that's Portia's thought process. Oh, literally void, deft, empty, vapid, just just like nothing, <laughs> nothing. And the fact that she played along with that, if anything, I would have started throwing them off, saying crazy stuff like. Tennis shoes are like anything when they're <laughs> right. asking me the continent. Right. So you don't look like a moron. Right, right, right. She's right. literally a doofus. But anyway, so she's going to get what's coming to her, and so is Phaedra, and I cannot wait. On to the other real housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> right. The ladies of love. The other peaches. Hippity hop Atlanta. <laughs> Asante, as an stop. Atlanta native, I would like for you to take the lead in ushering us on into the room. Uh, <clears throat> Asante, we would like to bring you forward at this time. <laughs> Feeling good as hell. No. <laughs> Can I just say they were playing the marathon and whatever the last episode they played, that they was played like, Lizzo. That's yes. I told and you it, when they asked me about always, it, I was like, that's love and hip hop music. Always. They always play that. Atlanta. Yes. Oh my City God. where hits are made. Stop. I just gotta say it. I'm hits sorry. Are the only thing that are made. <laughs> I gotta say it, Kirk. Is, is going it? to wear my nerves out this season because I'm see? getting mad on behalf of Rashida. Did you see the tweet? Did, this girl was like, I really keep forgetting that Asante and Dustin aren't my friends in real life. Because she said right when she was watching the episode, she grabbed her phone to text y'all. Oh, baby. <laughs> Damn. Like, did y'all it, was a, it probably was a good part, too, because the episode was... You huh. can tweet us. I guess this is what's getting on my nerves, and I'm just going to say it. Rashida, for all every every since season one that they've been on here, Rashida and them have been acting like they live in an alternative reality. It's like we know and we see what's going on, but Rashida acts like if it's not said and written out in her face in print and held in front of her face, it's not happening. We saw Kirk in the hot tub with those girls. We saw Kirk in the hot tub with those girls. She didn't do nothing. (laughs) Now he the the nigga come. Excuse me. Kirk comes home, says to her, some girl came up to me and said I had a baby. Rashida is, is I, it's just, I'm even confused talking about it because it's so bizarre. Rashida is asking him questions like, well, do you know her? Did you, did you fuck her? I, now, I know sometimes a man need a man to say they're going to be honest. So I don't know if you need a man, but, but if she, if you, if you didn't do it and you say you don't know her, we good. If you did, you got a problem. Then in her confessional, she's saying, 
See, I don't know what's going on, but I know my husband, and I know something. Something going on. I know something. I know something is up. Why are you saying you know something is up? The first question out of your mouth should have been, is that your child? What do you mean? Have you had sex with this girl? Are you having an affair? She That's was, a serious accusation. She was trying to be, you know how when people try to be calm to like, like how usher in the you hell in. You try to be calm when your husband comes home and tell you somebody said they got a baby. Even by I friend. wouldn't be Look, calm. She, I, th- I don't know why she thinks, I, I, I'm here with you, but yeah. she literally thought that she was going to like, kindly usher the truth out of him like once he came and was lying in her face because he comes and she's like you back already because he literally just went to this party and the shit went down and came right back so she looking at this nigga like you know what you doing here and then he proceeds to lie like dr darren like <laughs> uh so i show up to this party everybody's looking at me funny and you know i'm just waiting on somebody says it's a joke this girl comes up and she's saying this like half assing the fuck out the story. I'm thinking, why did you even tell the story? Is this story? real? This is real. And I'm glad you said that because it brings me to my next point. That, unless, the only way you can be that calm is She's if born May 25th. You're, you're down to play a role. No, this was real. And I'm no. going to tell you how I know because Carly Red and Young <laughs> John, <laughs> the way they was over there, they was fucking tripping look, look. when that girl said that Kirk was her baby's father. Carly Red went. <laughs> they literally, even Mimi, as full of it as we know Mimi All is, of when them. they brought it up to Mimi, she was like, shut up. She was like, <laughs> you, I'm telling you, everybody's falling like out. It. If you could have seen Carl, this... For all the the the, the shenanigans and the, the shows and the stunts, like quiet them say, do shows. <laughs> For all the shows and shit that Mona and them do on Love & Hip Hop, we got some real authentic re- tone moments on reality Reactions. TV. I, I kid on you Monday not. night when Carly Red and Young <laughs> Jock found out that Kirk had that baby on Rashida. They <laughs> were falling out. I'm for real, you. for real. I kid Carly. you not. Like, you know how some of it is fake? Like, I feel like Carly and that whole thing was kind of fake. But then when the whole baby thing happened, everybody was like, for real, caught off guard. Like, <laughs> it was real like, oh, When wait. he walked in, did you hear Carly? Carly Red could not. She it was so funny it. because this is this is their sixth season. And for all they are and for all they are not, they are becoming seasoned at being reality stars. Right. So they know when the camera's on, when to talk shit, when not to. Carly Red, you could see she could not contain herself. And it was so bad that when Kirk walked up, she was like, Kirk, you, you, you motherfucker. Like she just, she couldn't believe it. That's her friend. That's Rashida's her friend. Damn. Friend enough, but it was just so to know how for all Rashida is and all she is, and she has been protective of the fact that she has some sort of family structure and her marriage, you know what I mean? And even though she totally disrespected it by just airing it out, all that, those, that fake infidelity, whatever the hell that was, this. A baby, a person, that's a little bit different than getting into it with your man over him being around some bitches on TV. That's amazing. This is a little more serious. Because so like, she'd have been around for a minute, and it's like, she just is kind of... You feel her bad for her yeah. when you see this going on. It's just unbelievable that I'm watching this, and shout out to Mona, and then once again for knocking it out this the is park a hit. this must this one's a TV. Hit. <laughs> I can't believe... I didn't think there was anything they that could do the that would shock episode? me. The, yeah. the, fir- the premiere. Wait, that was the first the premiere. episode. Yeah, Fran, I'm telling you. They're coming out the gate, the gate with I'm it. telling you, and it was like the last like 10 to 15 minutes, it was like... <gasps> Of course. Like, of course. You guys are the cliffhanger. Of course, friend. This is going to be Please good. watch. Just, just watch that season just with Rashida. Just that one episode? Just, you don't got to watch the whole episode. Just start from the club. <laughs> 
This is I'm gonna tell you what it is. Actually, it's no, legitimate. I want you to see parts of Tommy too, because I just want you to see oh, yeah, what she you got. You gotta on. see parts of Tommy because Tommy be Yeah, Tommy, she had a a, a fur, fur shorts. Fur shorts. Yes. And oh, a bodysuit. But the Puerto Rican queen does open the episode, so you do have to watch it. Let her me too. say this. <laughs> this is the thing. This and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna let it go. We're used to really messy, scandalous, Jerry Springer-esque drama from Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. This baby that Kirk did had on Rashida and their marriage breaking down. That's as real as it gets. And so this is going to be interesting to watch from a different perspective. For once, Love & Hip Hop has given us like some legitimate drama that it's going to be like, like gripping to watch crisis. unfold. Not just some messy people yelling and screaming and fighting with pink and purple hair. This is actually going to be good. <laughs> so I'm tuning in. I don't know about y'all, but Mona, you didn't done it again. Mona, you smart, you smart sucker, you Mona. You didn't done it again. I'm watching. That's all on TV, y'all. What's going on? Next? What are we gonna do now? Whew. Today's episode of the Friend Zone is also brought to you by Talkspace. Strange, scary, intimidating. Don't be afraid of experiencing the joy of therapy. It can seem daunting to sit in an office and unpack yourself to com- a complete stranger. So let's start small. Let's start with Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with a licensed and experienced therapist. To connect with a licensed and experienced therapist that is just for you, it's as little as 32 bucks a week. You can talk with a therapist whenever and wherever you are, on the web and over the phone, or without scheduling, traveling, or worrying about your privacy. And Talkspace is 100% confidential. You can remain completely anonymous if you want. Join over 500,000 users who have experienced the relief of being able to talk to a therapist at their discretion and on their own time. You can get started today by going to Talkspace.com zone for a special $30 discount off your first month. Or download the Talkspace app and use coupon code zone. That's Talkspace.com zone and coupon code zone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Now we move on to asking for a friend. Asking for no, I'm just playing. <laughs> what you got for? I was gonna say, there? whose friend is you asking for? Like, hey, damn. Okay. <laughs> As per usual, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. And I'm just gonna get right into it. <clears throat> the subject is really not having any goals. Hey guys, I wanted to write you all because all of these self-help articles don't seem to cut the root of my problem. My issue is this. I'm 29 years old and really have no solid goals in my life. I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, and thought the root of my unhappiness was that I never had, I never lived outside the city and needed to branch out. I'm now living in Seattle, Washington. Bad decision, but that's another story. And don't feel <laughs> that my goal of moving out of the shot has made me happier. Same sense of misdirection, just in a different city. I always felt that I wanted to be invoked with acting or theater in some capacity, I took classes at Second City, which I absolutely loved, but going on auditions and talking to agents always gave me anxiety, so I always felt it wasn't the right path for me. I have been for three years now working in the fitness industry. I'm a CrossFit instructor, but I also feel a void in that. I don't have goals within my fitness career to take it very seriously, i.e. eating right, training consistently myself. I am floating through life with no goals and just unhappy in general. I feel that my goals of acting and coaching are too vague and I need help. Do you have any advice how I can get attainable goals so I can find some happiness? Yep. Start doing something. Get off your ass and stop complaining about what's not going right and do something. If you know that you're not living to your fullest potential, you've already taken steps to do it before, but it just kind of didn't go anywhere. Start now. 
starting to get involved in auditioning in your city and, and auditioning for different theater productions, um, whatever level you can is going to put you directly in a community of people who will be your peers professionally. They'll have the same interests that you have, and it'll be your direct plug into networking in an environment that's going to like awaken and stimulate all the creative juices in you, and your passion will ignite, and it'll be visible to you. But you have to take the step, the first step, rather, of putting yourself in there to see it. That's all I got to say. Hmm. I agree. I think it seems like you were uh, making changes that weren't relevant yep. to your actual path. And I think sometimes people think, oh, I just need a change of scenery. Change of scenery is great. But it's even better if you did some research, like Dustin was saying, you know, uh, looking at actual locations that you could participate in and take classes at that will actually, like, help you further your career. So... It sounds like you just need, you're asking for direction, but honestly, no one can create that for you but you because you're the only one that knows what it is that's going to make you happy. So start creating that timeline of the things that you can fill your day with that will make you go to sleep feeling like this was a good-ass day. Yes. It's really yes. that simple. And that's, you know what, just to go ahead and piggyback again. <laughs> I think that once you just start doing little things throughout the day and you're happy, like once you get happier and just those little things, it'll push you closer to where you want to be. Honestly, I don't think that acting wasn't for you because the acting classes made you happy. Maybe there's just a different part of that that you liked. Yeah. You like acting because it's preparing you to be a writer and creating characters. True, or be open. Absolutely. So don't leave one experience because you feel like it's not giving you enough or just give up. Maybe you just should have lived in it a little bit longer to see where it would take you or to figure out different plans in the same arena. So that's it for me, too. We hope that helped. Yes, ma'am. Now let's jump into this week's black business. What you got for us? Well, I have an email from Lazita Caldwell, who is the co-founder of Unapologetically Single. Unapologetically Single is a gift box company that was created to fulfill a void in the industry that forgets about single women, especially single women of color. Mm. We partner with black-owned, women-owned businesses and small niche companies to provide an assortment of varying products on the website. So on the website, they actually have like these canvas flasks and these wraps. They're like queen head wraps, um, cocoa mud baths from the Shea Shea Bakery. So they actually like get together with a lot of these smaller companies that are like just trying to get their stuff out. So even if you have stuff that you want to get featured somewhere, I think that you should oh, nice. consider reaching out to them to see if that you if you can be part of the box or the shop. And um, look at this the Solange gift card. I mean the uh, the card. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> well, look at that one. It looks like ice cream. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that is their um their cotton candy cotton candy ice cream candle by the Shea Shea Bakery. Sick. It looks really yeah. cute. And they have like all sorts of flavors of those candles too. There's a red velvet, obviously. Oh, but sorry, look how it strawberry looks real. cheesecake. Yeah, it looks like scoops of ice cream, and Crazy. it's just candles. Really dope. So there's some really cool gift ideas on there. If you are a single woman of color, or you know a single woman of color that could use some gifts, I love it. Check out unapologeticallysingle.com, and they have a Black Girl Magic Box if you want to do their uh, gift subscription service where they promote Black inspired beauty, self love, and self care. So thank you, Lazita Caldwell, for your submission. Check that out and let us know if uh, you got anything nice from there. Love that idea. That's the end of the show. Do you guys have any church announcements before we no, get out I've of here? No, I've been talking too damn much. <laughs> Not yet. My birthday's next week. Catch Yay. me on tour with Fury, and we gonna get it popping. Oakland, thank you so much. Our tour stop was amazing. Next tour stop is Atlanta. We will be there April fifteenth and the sixteenth. It's both both dates. Excuse me, already sold out. Thank you so much for your support and love. 
Um, as far as the tickets that are left, New Orleans, there are only five tickets left. Y'all better get them. It's like <laughs> a golden ticket. I'm, Willy listen, Wonka. I'm warning you all Wanda now because a lot of y'all have been mad about the city selling out, but I announce it on the show every week. So Every week? Yeah, so I don't know, you know, gotcha. if y'all are thinking that they're just going to be there. And then... Um, Seattle, which surprised me because I told y'all I was a little worried about Seattle, especially the letter we just read. She's even unhappy there. Okay, um, come to the retreat, girl. Right, come to the retreat, girl. Give you a hug. Ain't Everything gonna have no goals ready for you, but you know, <laughs> you might have some. Right. Um, we only have five tickets left in Seattle, which is Damn, shocking. I can't believe it. Like mind blown. And then Houston, um, is the one that's a little slow. We're only like seventy five percent. When are you gonna be in Houston? Um, that's not till December though, so I'm not yeah. tripping too much. Yeah. And when are you gonna be in Seattle? Seattle is November. Seattle's actually really interesting because it's eleven eleven the date. Oh, we I might need to so go. Pretty, right? We might need to go to Seattle just to be in Seattle. <laughs> I used to kick it with somebody whose birthday was eleven eleven, and that was also the code to get into the um, <laughs> like the keypad on the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. But. If you need more information, if you are in New Orleans, Houston, or Seattle and are interested in joining the tour, please grab those tickets soon because I'm pretty sure they'll be sold out by next week, I'm assuming. So supernaturalpopup.com to all the women that we have had the honor of hanging out with so far in Miami and Oakland. I love you guys. Atlanta, I'm so hyped. You guys are our biggest city yet. And Raw Apothecary, R-A-W-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y-C-O.com. See, I've said it so much I can spell it like that. Um, and <laughs> <Not> Lone <backwards. laughs> Deodorant, L-O-N-E, Deodorant.com. Not backwards. We love you guys. You're the best. Thank you so much for your support. Please, if you're listening and you need to re-up on an all-natural deodorant that has been co-signed by Dustin, so That's you right. know it works. Uh, please support Lone Deodorant. They're supporting our tour, knowing that we are supporting the women in our community. It's a beautiful ecosystem. So send energy our way, as well as Raw Apothecary if you need to re-up on beauty stuff. And that's it. That's it for my announcement. We love you guys. Thank you so much. This was a long one. <laughs> oh, one more. Young Dro, shoulder lean. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what? He was all up in hip-hop. I thought Young Dro. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Stay Catch black you next week. and protect your magic. Don't forget to check out the latest episode of Colorful Lives. It's Angela Yee, Tatiana King-Jones, and myself, Hey Friend Hey, talking everything from the Women's March to Black Girl Magic. Join in on the post-show discussion on Twitter by using the hashtag LiveColorful. That's hashtag LiveColorful with an extra L at the end. And remember, subscribe to Colorful Lives on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you love it. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.